Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. How we doing today? How's everybody feeling? You feeling good? You're smiling? It's a wonderful Monday in New York City, the week of the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. We'll obviously get into it as the week rolls on. I am very excited. The preeminent Nick fan, and to me the voice of Nick fans, with his wonderful YouTube channel of Nick Fan TV. CP, the franchise is going to hang out with us today, coming up at 4. Talk some basketball with him. Tiki, I missed you, but I'm concerned for you. <laughs> you know how there's a buzz about the Super Bowl, and there's a buzz about the offseason, and there's a buzz about new coaches and what's going to happen during mm-hmm. the offseason? Of course. There is a buzz that's been emanating, and it came out of the Senior Bowl. And I admit, it's just a buzz. But we need to react to this, because I'm curious if you're on my side here, concerned the way I'm concerned. And that buzz that came out of the Senior Bowl, according to a wonderful, wonderful reporter named Matt Miller, who covers mm-hmm. the draft incredibly well, is that agents around the league believe that your football team, the New York football giants, are not, I repeat, not going to use a premium draft pick on a quarterback. That they're actually going to go with route number one in this offseason, which is let's just sign a veteran to compete with Daniel Jones. That is a really, really, really big mistake. Great Great decision. Are you serious? Great decision. Look, the New York Giants are sitting at number six in this year's draft. And there is a lot of talent. It's available. Both wide receivers are not going to take a wide receiver there. Offensive linemen, they could take an offensive lineman there. There's a tight end that's available there. Or they can move out of that pick and go down for anyone that wants some of those top-end players because the New York Giants, and we've said this many times, have so many holes. There are 32 free agents, and a lot of them are not going to re-sign. And so to build a team that is viable, that is better than the one that was on the field last year, you unfortunately, I'm not saying it's, it's great, but I think it's it's a, it's the right thing to do. You can't waste a premium pick on a quarterback this season, especially with Daniel Jones on this roster. Now, it makes you, it forces you to go look at the free agent market and who's available. Now, there's a couple of really good names. One, Kurt Cousins. But I don't think you're going to sign Kirk Cousins because I think Kirk Cousins is more reliable. And even I don't know if he's going to be healthier off an Achilles, but he's been better. He's not competing with Daniel Jones. Right. He's replacing Daniel Jones. Right. He would be replacing Daniel Jones. You're not signing 
Kirk Cousins unless you are replacing Daniel Jones. The same thing, in theory, would apply to Russell Wilson. He'd have to trade for it, but I'm sure you could, or maybe not, because they might release him at some point in Denver. But if you signed Russell Wilson, you would be effectively replacing Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a couple of guys, really only a couple, that I really like here. One is Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> who, and again, I'm not, hold on, I'm not talking about him to be your starting quarterback. I'm talking about a quality backup who, if Daniel Jones is not ready, can play for a couple of games. And the other one, and I only say this because I called him twice this year, is Gardner Minshew from the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's the thing. Neither one of those guys elicit excitement. Like, oh, my God, yes, that's our answer. We found our answer. I still think that the Giants are in a position where Daniel Jones has to be their answer. So what we're talking about is who's behind, who's supporting, who's pushing. Why does he have to Daniel be their Jones, answer? Daniel Let's start with right there. Why does he have be- to be the answer? Because there's too much else wrong with this team. So because you and have so much else wrong with your team, you have to settle on being wrong a quarterback? I don't get that logic. You have you have. First of all, I don't think you're wrong at, with Daniel Jones. No, you're wrong if he can't stay healthy. He can't yeah, stay healthy. But I team. can't assume unhealth. And I can't assume health. <laughs> Why? Because, because he tore an ACL. He tore, he tore an ACL because, because he, he had a he had a, a neck injury that yes. was undefined as of right now. Yes. And again, I don't even know what it was because they never told us. It wasn't the the spinal issue that was from three years ago, but. It was different, and it felt like it was more muscular or tendinal as opposed to structural. So I have no idea what the neck injury is. The more concerning thing from Daniel Jones is he's coming off an ACL injury, and he's an athletic quarterback, meaning he can run and and be viable with his legs. But to me, and the Giants can't just go draft a quarterback because there's so many holes, so so many other places. And if they do that, then like you're basically starting over. You're basically saying, all right whoever the coach is going to be, let's assume it's Dave's for the next two or three years, you're you're starting everything over. All of this culture that you had, all of this you know goodwill that you built by winning 10 games, including one in the playoffs against the Minnesota Vikings, all of that is out the door. Is, Don't sign Saquon, you know, revamp everything. You know, let's reset in the middle of your contract. Well, that that's what it would be. And I don't that's rarely successful. So this upcoming, they just don't get the time anymore. This upcoming year is 2024. Year after that is 2025. Year after that is 2026. I want to get my years straight. Is Daniel Jones a starting quarterback of this team in 2025 or 2026? Is he? Um, is he? I'll tell you after 2024. No, no, no. no. That answers <laughs> the question, though. The fact that you hesitated and the fact that you said, I'll tell you later, proves I'm right. But it proves it, okay. that you can't put a Band-Aid on Hold this. on. It doesn't matter if you're right. What matters is that the Giants have so many holes to fill. You can't just go grab a quarterback. It's the because most... what's going to happen is that Daniel Jones is not going to get healthy. This young player is going to be forced to play right away, and he's going to get ruined. And then all of a sudden, you're stuck with the perceptual ruining of a quarterback. We've seen this Why would time you make and that time and time though? because it happens time and time and time. Who are you getting? You're not getting. You're not getting the number one pick. You're not getting Caleb Williams. Right. You're not getting Drake May. Maybe you get Jaden Daniels, but his team sucked at LSU. So, yeah, because he won the Heisman and he's a super athlete, I want him right away but, to come play in New York. I don't buy that. Yeah, but you're doing the same thing you did. I know this is an argument for a different day, and it's really for the argument of the day Saquon Barkley leaves this franchise. <laughs> the decision to draft Saquon Barkley is one of the dumbest decisions the franchise has ever made. Okay? 
It is. Yeah, now, but I don't want to argue with you about that today because I think it's another day. Contextualization makes it right at the time. No, it makes it wrong at the time. And it's wrong because of exactly what you're saying now. When you're picking that high sometimes. Okay, but I'm and not you saying, need a quarterback, stop kicking the can down the road. I'm not That's what you're suggesting. I'm not, I'm not saying go draft a running back. I'm not saying go draft a safety. You're saying don't draft a quarterback, sign Gardner Minshew. That's what you're saying. Yeah. If that's the case, the yes, Giants are making a Because huge I believe mistake. in Daniel Jones, just like Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau believes in Kate, Daniel Jones, just like Saquon Barkley uh, on his latest interview believes in Daniel Jones, just like... Tiki, you don't believe in Daniel Jones. I, you know why you don't believe in Daniel Jones? No, 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 no. I don't believe, believe in I him. believe in Daniel Jones. Do I trust he's going to be healthy? That's a different it's, question. It's in the same ballpark okay, of questions. Okay, great. If I ask you, and I did, do you think he's the quarterback next year or the year after? If you would have just said, you know what, Evan? Yes. I would have said you're crazy, but I would have said, okay, you believe in Daniel Jones. The fact that you can't answer the question and you're not sure well, is it, proof that but, he's but, been in the league for half a decade. But also, you can't I, answer the I've question? I've been in and around the NFL for so long. I mean, half more than half of my adult life. And I know that you know what happens. And so for me to sit back and predict that something's going to happen, I, I'd be stupid to do that. I will never do that because I have. I know that it can change. I know that... It's guys come out of nowhere. I know that Mr. Irrelevant can be in the Super Bowl at 24 and a half years old, right? So anything can happen. So I can't predict that what Daniel Jones is going to be in 2026, but I can tell you in 2024, he better be the Daniel Jones that they paid for. Otherwise, this team is in a world you, of trouble. But you just hit on it, and this is the problem. Because they made a decision last year to re-sign Daniel Jones, which I raised my hand on, I support, I understood it. I get it. I'm not Monday morning quarterbacking this. They signed him to what was not a crazy contract. We've right. talked about 13th it. 13th among starting quarterbacks and in the And an NFL. ability to get out of it at the end of this season. Two seasons. A smart contract. But I have this feeling that you and the Giants are leading to your decision based on the fact you can't get out of it now. Based on the fact that you know Daniel has to be on this team. You're not trading him. There's no market for him. You're not cutting him. You're not going to take that kind of cap it. So he's on the team. So you're forcing yourself for another year to say, ah, screw it. I'm not going to try to find my answer at quarterback. I'll worry about that next year. You're going to sign a veteran to compete with him, and that's the plan no, moving no, no, forward? No, 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 no. I'm not signing a veteran to compete with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is my starting quarterback. It's even worse. You're signing a veteran just to back him up. Yes. <laughs> I'm signing a veteran to be in the spot if he's unhealthy or if he's not available. And Jacoby Brissett and Gardner Minshew have done that well over the last couple of years. I mean, they almost made the postseason, the the Indianapolis. No, did they make the postseason? No, they didn't. No. They almost made the postseason. They should have. They, they choked have. it. They <laughs> choked it at the end. You're right. They almost made the postseason. And they had some serious issues with that team. Gardner's a good player. And he's chill and he's calm and he's not going to go grab the spotlight because he's in New York. He's just a backup and he gets it. Jacoby Brissett might be the best backup quarterback in the National Football League. And so if I'm the Giants... One of those guys is who I want because Daniel Ugh. Jones is my starting quarterback. And if he's not, we got much bigger problems to worry about. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm going to completely throw Stop. up. Well, Tiki, you know I like Daniel Jones a lot. But I, I got to side with Evan when you go, how can I assume he's not going to be healthy? Because his entire career here has shown that he cannot stay healthy outside of the one great year that he had in 2022. And if that's the case, what the Giants can have happen 
is they can't sign a veteran and then let that prohibit them if the draft falls where they want either. Right. That's the other part of this. Right. So be careful how much money you spend on a veteran. Don't turn around if Jaden Daniels falls or Drake May falls to six and then go, I got to pass on this guy because I signed Jacoby Brissett. That also can't happen. Yeah, but I think the free, free agency is going to be interesting this year, the timing of it relative to the draft because it usually happens before. That at least these deals happen before, especially with quarterbacks. But there's a lot of teams that have quarterback needs. So I wonder if teams are going to wait to sign these guys. Well, you also have a lot of teams that realize, I need two quarterbacks. I yep. can't rely on one guy to stay healthy yeah. as I raise my hand being a fan of one of those teams that's going to realize the importance of a backup. But Joe but Shane, you, how can you? So this how is, can I what? This is why I'm saying it's going to be dicey this year. Go ahead. Because how can you sign your backup when you don't know who your starter is? It's it, well, that's that, that's hard. Well, the the problem with the Giants is you already know deep down that in a year from now or two years from now you're moving on from Daniel Jones. You know that you're not admitting it, and I don't know if it's. A loyalty. I don't know if it's the fact that you said a year ago he's better than Dak Prescott no, nine out of ten times. I don't. I don't know. It's not even the, better. It's just you would choose him over Dak. I Prescott. don't know what your motivation is, and I'm not one to kind of tell you what your motivation is because you have your reasons. But I think you're fogging right now. Fogging. What is fogging? It's a term I created. Okay. It's when you're stuck in this fog and you can't see through it sometimes. Mm. I have that issue all the time, by the way. So I don't want to like act as if I'm all saying right. you have it and I never do. I have it a lot. But you're in this fog where you don't realize you got to find his replacement. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett is not his replacement. Gardner Minshew, who I happen to like, is not his but replacement. Why? He's 26 years old. Because He'll be 27 he next year. Stay healthy. I understand what you're saying, but he's not old. He's not. Washed up. He's not thirty I years say old. You're saying, no, oh, this guy has no chance. We're just he's he is not uh, with uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's that perfect guy. Oh, yeah, Jameis Winston's our starting quarterback. Okay, he's had some success in the league. Yeah, but I still got some questions about him. He's thirty years old. I'm not. Talk- you're not. You're not inserting Jameis Winston and saying we're going to no, be fine. No, but Joe Shane knew what the questions were with Daniel Jones, and if he didn't, he wouldn't have given him this out after two years. And a lot of those questions, by the way, weren't talent-based. It was 2022 was the first time we saw Daniel Jones uh, not get hurt. Well, hold on. I think Joe Shane's contract that he did with Daniel Jones was necessary in order for them to put a viable team on the field. To me, that's what it came down to. But to get the out after two years? That's because, I mean, you can. If you can, you do it. Daniel Jones... Let's be real. Got exactly what he deserved. I agree. Exactly. Did he deserve to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL? No. Did he deserve to be disrespected making $22 million a year? No. Did he deserve to be middle of the road if he's great? Yes. That's exactly what he got. And so there's an out because money in the NFL is fungible. First of all, let's stop talking about the money because the money doesn't matter. No, no. The, the contract doesn't Tiki, matter. Tiki, I agree with you. Everything you said. We saw this except, with your quarterback. We saw this with Aaron Aaron Rodgers who has a hundred and something million dollar Tiki, cap hit that just goes away. I Why? Com- because we both agree that it should go away. Money is fungible in the NFL. So stop talking about only, this contract. No, no. I do here's not want to see that anywhere in this conversation. I'm bringing up the contract that's not what it's about. to you for one reason. And it's very, very important. And just say the answer is no. And yes. I won't bring it up again. Is part of the reason why you're bringing in a veteran quarterback for the year instead of drafting his replacement because of the contract, because of the fact that you've committed so much money to him, you don't want him riding the bench the sixth week of the season because you drafted a guy at six. 
Like, that's on the table. Well, and if that's the reason, then you're damn right I'm going to bring up the contract. Because if the contract's the reason you're not drafting a young quarterback, no, then I got to bring it not, up. Then you just didn't listen to what I said. No, I did listen the, to what you the said. The reason that Aaron that the, that the Giants are not going to draft a quarterback is because they have so many more needs. They have so many more places where they need to get better. Quarterback is not the top priority. It is, though. It is when you're building a team and you're uncertain about the future of this one. That's when it is a priority. Okay, it's the how most many quarterbacks do you see get ruined because of exactly what you're saying? Well, I'm a Jet fan. I've seen it uh, exactly. like every three years the, the, on cycle. The, exactly. Yeah. The, the system is uncertain. The coach's tenure, his 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 lifespan as a, as a head coach is uncertain. The offensive line is uncertain. Hell, we don't even have a freaking defensive coordinator. We can't find one. We're doing all we can to hold on to Kafka instead of letting him go out to Seattle, who really wanted him. I mean, they hired him for they they were going to hire him as a head coach. Of course, they want to Wait, take so him to Seattle. Are Seahawks. you saying? So, are you saying the Giants' rebuild is in such the early stages? They're not ready in their rebuild to draft a quarterback because they're so bad. Is that essentially what you're saying? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I, then I don't think Joe Shane and Brian Dable are going to be here to draft one if they keep passing on it. I the mean, last thing they could do, about how many regimes do we see ruin tying yourself to the wrong quarterback? Which, again, you could argue could happen in the but draft. See, here's the thing. I don't think that Daniel Jones is the wrong quarterback. Not as a player, but Tiki, you got to be available. He has two neck injuries in three years. We cannot ignore that. Yeah, but We could trot this out and he gets hurt right. in week three, then what? Okay, but okay. say you draft a quarterback. Now what? You're going to start this guy without a, you know, without a right tackle. No, by the way, without a without a, a solidified offensive line. But that's the without, beauty of without it. any skill position players other than Jalen Hyatt, Jordan Wanda Love, Robinson, Jordan Love and without Mahomes. A, without this a thing, running man. back, what? Jordan Love and Mahomes. This with, thing with like, a tight end who's also constantly hurt. Like what? what think about what I'm saying. They're not as they're not as uh, lost in talent as you're painting it. They have a lot more talent than we're giving them credit. They have other holes. Where's the elite player? On offense? Yes. I mean, they have maybe the best left tackle in football. That's okay, an elite player. That's not what I'm talking about. Skill position player. Where's okay. the elite player? Elite? No, By but the way, I, I like the direction. Be here. I like, right? I think, aren't, we, aren't we convinced well, of that? I mean, t- today he acted like he was going to be here, but <laughs> nonetheless. But yesterday he didn't. <laughs> I li- I've seen the development of Wandell and Hyatt, but why is it that they can only add this? They can only add a quarterback and they can't find these other holes, man. Like, I just, I can't get behind that. And I, I, I can't stomach the idea that we're going to sit there and hope that Dable and Shane keep their jobs because they've tethered themselves to an often injured Daniel Jones. It's just idiotic. I think you kick yourself down the line as a coach and a, and a offense and a uh, general manager if you wait to take your quarterback. If, if, if you take him now, it's a different story. It's because, I mean, yeah, it gives you another two years, right. but you easily could get fired. Without any kind of hope of a back end. Ideally, 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 in a perfect world, yes, the Giants have a lot of holes to fill. And you don't always fill them with first-round picks. In fact, the good GMs fill them out with fourth-round picks, fifth-round picks. Dare I say, undrafted free agents. But if you're drafting in the top ten, you better draft a perennial pro bowler. You better. And if you don't, you see what happens. But look at the New York Giants. No, I agree, but here's the caveat to that. If you believe in Brian Dable and you believe this franchise, even with some of the holes they have, they're going to improve from this past year. They're going to be a feisty eight-win team. They're going to continue to grow. Then there's a damn good chance you're not picking six again. And if you're not picking six again, where and when are you drafting that future quarterback? Yeah, but Unless you really think Daniel Jones miraculously is going to be healthy all of a sudden. Also, what if you don't spend the pick on quarterback and you miss it whatever position you take? Which By the, the way, done to hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you'll appreciate this. I, I'm glad that you're on my side, Sean. I'm glad we're on the same side. <laughs> it's a good start to the weekend. But I'm a little confused by you. Okay. 
Because I already thought you had your quarterback. <laughs> I think this kid might be the answer. Remember I Tommy think, DeVito? What? I think I just heard there, I think this kid might be the answer. I don't shine shoes anymore. You know, unfortunately, when you need to go to every pizzeria to sign every ass cheek from here to Patterson, right. I think that you realize you, you that you're You know what Tommy like DeVito is your guy? When he wins the job in training camp. Like I said, eight weeks ago, you did say you that kept asking me. Yeah. When he wins the <laughs> job in training camp, I'll believe in Tommy DeVito. Until then, shut up about Tommy DeVito. This is more about what the Giants <laughs> need to do going forward to build a viable winner. That's to get so talent. Personal. Right? To get it's not it's not even personal. I like Tommy DeVito. I've never no, met I him, but on me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've annoyed Tiki. But this team needs it needs so much. There just aren't good enough players in enough places. And so to put it all on the quarterback, we got it. Because I know what it would be. We got our quarter. We Let's say they draft Drake May. We got our savior. And then he's broads with ineptitude and ineffectiveness around him. And he gets beat up and loses confidence. Hell, he gets hurt as a rookie. And now what do we do? We're stuck because we haven't built from the foundation. Too many teams in the NFL get enamored with building from the head. Right? Let me build the head first. You got to build them legs and build that ass first, man. <laughs> right? Don't build the head first. It's, 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 it's core. Teams that are sitting where they are now, they built it that way. The Kansas City Chiefs built it that way. Did they have a great quarterback in Alex Smith? No, but he was pretty good enough, right? Won double-digit games for long enough. The culture and the, and the foundation was built, and look where they are. The San Francisco 49ers have been building with defensive linemen and offensive linemen for a decade now. Mm. It's all they do. Uh, it's like, damn the quarterback. We'll take Jimmy Garoppolo, who stinks, and he can't stay healthy. But guess what? We're going to consistently be in the playoffs, and then we accent it with this found run running back and Raheem Mostert, who rushes for 200 and something yards in the NFC Championship game. Foundations win championships or get you in position to do it. It's not by sticking a pretty head that can be the face of my franchise on top of everything and saying, all right, we're good to go now. Look, just look at that dude smile. He looks the part, right? We're going to pay him $50 million in a couple years. Awesome, man. We're ready to go. That's not how it works, man. <laughs> Build it the right way. No, I get you. I got TV mad at 2.20 on a Monday. I came in in a good mood. I'm smiling. I'm happy. I got him all riled up. We'll get your calls Go next. Go kiss ass. We'll get your calls next. The Tiki plan, let's just get a veteran, or the Evan Morash plan. I got to draft my future quarterback, 877-337-6666. But we, Tiki and I do have a common ground. Uh, very much we have a common ground. You know what that common ground is? We're building with that ass first. <laughs> That's our common ground. A lot of Nick basketball later on. CP, the franchise, will hang out with us coming up at 4 o'clock. And remember, this Thursday, I'm very excited. Sean Morash beat me in pickleball. I still have my beard. But Thursday at 4 o'clock, he has to make his decision on his big show decision that he has. And I already know. And Tiki already knows. I have no idea. He'll unveil it this week, 4 o'clock on Thursday. So if Joe Shane and the Giants go the free agent quarterback route, here are some of your options. Evan and Tiki on the fan Super Bowl week. We'll do some basketball later on. CP, the franchise, will hang out with us coming up at 4 o'clock. And the Yankees made a key move in the bullpen. We'll address later as well. But here's some of the free agents. You tell me if you want these guys. Kirk Cousins, who I think you'd want, but he replaces Daniel Jones. Yeah. That ain't like competing with him or backing him up. Yeah, not ideal because he's going to want to go start. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill. You like that one? Mm, no. Jacoby Brissett, you like. Want to bring back Terod Taylor? 
I think Ryan Tannehill doesn't want to be a backup either. That's no. the other thing. You know what? There's a lot of things in life you may not want to do. <laughs> I'm just saying. But unfortunately, he's got to call a couple of those Tennessee Titan games this year. He was not really uh, pleased with the decision <laughs> to start Will Levis. Is he getting a starting quarterback job? Probably not. Exactly. But he's not going to go somewhere willingly and sit right. behind a guy who just got paid $160 Then you know what? Million. Go work at CBS and Fox then, Ryan. <laughs> you got Marcus Mariota. You want him? Nah. Sam Darnold. You want him? Nah. Jameis Winston. You want him? Nah. Even though I heard he's a great backup for the locker room. Yeah, and he just doesn't listen to coaches when they exactly. tell him to do the victory for him. perfect. Uh, Drew Locke. You want him? Uh, nah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Probably not. So take the two guys the Giants debated taking in that draft and just put them together. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'd say probably not. I saw Teddy Bridgewater retired, so he's off the yeah, list. He's, he's gonna coaching coach. his high school, right? Good for him. You want, awesome. you want Joe Flacco? Uh, no. Yeah, no. How about this one? This one I find really, really interesting, not just related to the Giants, but related to everything in the NFL. Russell Wilson is probably going to be caught. Like, I don't think he's going to be traded. I think he's going to be caught. And I wonder... Has his value Can't. taken such a hit that he's not going to be given a starting quarterback job? I mean... Is that possible? Maybe. I mean, it's one thing if, like, a young... Not young, but, you know, a new head coach and with no experience being a head coach, trying to do both roles as a coordinator and as the, and as the head coach and Nate Hackett, you fail with him. But then you get Sean Payton, yeah. who knows how to do this stuff, and he's so mad at you. He, that he yells at you on the sideline, cuts down all the plays because he doesn't think you can handle it, and basically says you're done for the rest of the season because we don't want to pay you the stupid bonus. Right. Right? I mean, that's two very different head coaches, offensive play callers, who he couldn't work with. Which means he's probably not getting a starting quarterback job, right? Pro- I, yeah, but he doesn't he still feel like a starting quarterback? He feels like a potential future Hall of Famer, but is he getting a starting quarterback job? Because if he's not... There's a competition right there. Yeah, yeah. That's your man in the city? No. <laughs> Russell Wilson and no, Daniel Jones. By the way, he would love it because he he wants to be a New York bad, him and Ciara. He may want to be a New York bad, but he, would he really want to humble himself to be in like a real quarterback I, you know, competition? I, w- wouldn't you do it if you had to? Well, it's the same thing I said about Ryan Tannehill. Sometimes you just got to pick well, the best of the options Ryan you have. Ryan Tannehill's already been put in that position. Right, right. Right? This happened before he won the job from Mariota in Tennessee. He's like, all right, you're going to be our backup. He became the starter, but then they drafted Will Levis, not even high. Right. Third rounder, fourth rounder, but, and then they started him over him after he hurt his ankle or whatever it was. So Tannehill's kind of used to being – Well, he's also not a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. No, like, he's not. But, but think about this. Forget the Giants and Jets for a second. Russell Wilson gets caught, and he's available for every NFL team. Is an NFL team signing him and saying you're a starting quarterback? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Which means so. the idea of a team bringing him in yeah. to either compete with an oft-injured veteran, the Giants, or compete with a young guy you're drafting. Like, that may sound crazy, but it's not. It's probably the reality. Yeah, Russ is not old-old. He's 34, 35, so he's not old-old, but it just feels like, remember I said last week, there's yeah. no room at the end? Yeah. There's no room at the end, man. Sean, sure, would you want Russell Wilson competing with Daniel Jones for the Giants quarterback job? No. Because <laughs> I actually think there's a chance whatever else you're bi- – the other part of Daniel Jones, real quick, is not the injuries. Like, you're still hoping he goes upward if you're keeping him. I think Russell Wilson could ruin him. I really mm. do. Ruin him? I actually think he's, like, the wrong kind of veteran tutor if you still believe yeah. in Daniel Jones, yeah. too. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's just a weird thing. To me, I think the only acceptable thing on there would be if the Bears are really taking a quarterback, I would change my stance 
and go own the rights to Justin Fields for two years. That's and different, have him though. Up. That's different because that could be your long-term answer. He's young enough, but, and you've got the one year to figure it out. But I'd then he's a that. free agent. I'd rather that. Yeah, I'd rather that because I know. But it's then, not then gonna... it's a competition. But I'm fine with that. Right. And by the way, then Daniel Jones could take a little time. And I like... know, it's funny. I didn't even think about that one because he's not available. And no. We don't even know yet if the Chicago Bears but, are going to move on from him. But think about it. If they don't move on from him, then in theory, the quarterbacks start to fall. And then it takes away the like the Giants would be in position to pounce. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, if he ended up with the New York Giants, Justin Fields and Daniel Jones and... He could do it because Fields' rookie deal the last year, it's it's nothing. It's, right. it's marginal, right? So that competition could – I mean, it's, it actually would work out great if he if he beat him. The problem is you're probably using draft capital but to go much? get him, but and much? that's your really? biggest concern. But, you how much? but how much? Because think about it. If you're trading with the Chicago Bears and they're like, Justin Fields is our guy, you're like, <laughs> okay, whatever. You got the right. number one overall pick, right. right? There's no chance he's your guy. So well, I'd be more we'll open. Ta- we'll take him off your hands, yeah, and make and make your transition to whoever you're drafting, probably Caleb Williams, much easier. I'd be more open to that idea than signing Jacoby Brissett. I'll tell you that. I just don't. I didn't think about him as as available, even though he is kind of sort of available sort of for available. now. We'll get your calls eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Jason is in Fairlawn, New Jersey. How you doing, Jason? Hey guys, how are you? What's up, dude? Today? What's up, man? So I heard you guys arguing about this, and I had a call. And I have to agree 100% with Tiki because just from the position that the Giants are in right now, they have a Swiss cheese of an offensive line. They have no pass rush, no run defense, barely a linebacker core, Mm. a rookie secondary. They're trying to institute a new culture with with Dayball and Shane. Shane's hit on – some of his draft picks, he's missed on some of them, a la Evan Neal. Mm-hmm. Um, they, all the good quarterbacks are going to be gone between those several teams up at the top. Yep. Even if the Bears trade away uh, Justin Fields, they get Caleb Williams, fine. The Giants, they're not going to use all that draft capital to get Justin Fields. But to put two quarterbacks together when they need offensive line help, they need tackles, they need guards, they need mm-hmm. a, a run defense, which they don't have. They need pass rush, which up until now, it's just Kayvon. You know, Aziz yeah. is hurt all the time. Right. Um, Dexter doesn't pass rush. I mean, he's a good tackle. But Jason, for right. all the things the Giants need, they also need an answer at quarterback moving forward. They have one. No, they, they don't. Just, they just need him to be healthy. Yeah, but that the answer to that question is probably not. It's like the magic eight ball that you shook as a kid. His future is hazy because he has not proven he can stay on the field. Like, Haven't we learned that? Yeah. Wasn't this year the final declaration that you can't trust him to stay on the field? Yes and no. Because follow me here. And I think, Sean, you may agree. Loogie, you may as well. It feels like it wasn't his fault because he was literally getting the crap beat out of him. I agree. And it, and so I know he got hurt. He hurt his neck. Uh, was a kid from Miami that just blindsided him. Oh, it was uh, Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle. Go watch that play. I implore you, if you have not seen that play, go watch that play. Because the Giants' offensive line is so inept, they let this guy run right down his back without even touching him, basically. It's, like, frightening 
how poorly the Giants' offensive line treated Daniel Jones. And I'm not saying it was intentional. I'm saying it was incompetent. Mm -hmm. And so there's a reason that Bobby Johnson's not here anymore. Because if you let your quarterback get hit like that, you need to be fired. All of you need to be fired. And there's no doubt that when Terod Taylor and DeVito played well, Andrew Thomas was back and Tyree Phillips was the right tackle. That changed everything. By the way, forgot to mention this too. I've also been told another name to keep an eye on for the Giants in terms of this would be a trade. Hendon Hooker. The backup from the Lions. Oh, they spent the third-round pick that Dable and them contemplated drafted last year. If the Lions have now fallen in love with Jared Goff, they could look to take their third-round asset. Giants flip one of their twos for him. Mm. So Hendon Hooker is really interesting because he was at Virginia Tech. And this is why I know this because I obviously went to Virginia and it's, he was a, the rival of my alma mater. But he was, like, okay at Virginia Tech. Pain-in-the-ass guy. You didn't want to play against them because he'd beat you with his legs and be like, the guy stinks. How's he?" He goes to Tennessee, and he is dominant. Now, it was a system that was predicated on creating openness, right? It was all scheme to open, just don't overthrow them type of thing. But the kid threw for like 3,600 yards or whatever it was in college, and he was dominating until he tore his ACL Could. right before the draft. And they drafted him anyways. That's an interesting one. And, I mean, he, played with, and he played with Jalen Hyatt. And he played with Jalen Hyatt. Could you and- imagine... Hendon Hooker and the headlines that the New York tabloids have. With are you a big Are you a big Hooker guy? <laughs> I mean, I, that, you know it's funny. I kind of peeling in its own. I kind of just forgot about him. He was the backup to Goff this year. Yeah, I just forgot completely about him. By the way, by the way, I'll give you a comparison on why drafting a quarterback for the Giants could fit with the Hendon Hooker example. Mm-hmm. What happens if you draft a young quarterback, whether it's sixth overall, whether it's in the second round, and Daniel Jones is healthy, yeah. and Daniel Jones plays? We call it the you know Alex Smith-Patrick Mahomes situation. It doesn't always work out that way. What if Jones proves he can stay healthy? I'm wrong with what I'm saying. Yeah. And then next year, you're like, screw it. Let's just run it back with him. Let this kid continue to learn. And Jones is great. He's everything you think he is. Yeah. You could take that kid who hasn't played and flip him for future draft capital. It can be a win-win situation. There is an immediate example that's exactly that. The San Francisco 49ers had Jimmy Garoppolo. They move up in the draft to take Trey Lance because they think he's going to fit their system. He doesn't quite get it. Plays a little bit when Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. Doesn't really shine. They draft Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant, just bring him in. And they knew kind of at the very beginning he was better than the other three quarterbacks. Have you seen right. this thing going around social media right. where Kyle Shanahan's like, I think our third string quarterback's the best quarterback <laughs> on our <laughs> team? Sometimes right? that happens. <laughs> so what did they do? Yeah. He becomes a starting head uh, quarterback and. Trey Lance gets but see, shipped to the Cowboys. But that's why drafting someone doesn't 100% but mean you, it's the you, end of Daniel you know, Jones. You, but you know what? What? The San Francisco 49ers are sitting there with a whole bunch of junk in their trunk. That's right. Looking, they got a big ass. Looking nice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> nice fat ass. <laughs> exactly. That's with right. a PS. In a good way. That's right. Because what right? we learned from Tiki is when you build a football team, just like you build, I guess, a human being, you got to go at you got to build the ass first. The tush push. Exactly. That's so right. The 49ers could afford to do that. The Giants, not so much. Let's go to Pete in Staten Island. Hey, Pete. How you doing, guys? So, All right, Tiki, I got a little bit of a bone with everything you're saying. Yeah, yeah pick that man. big bone. Go ahead. All right, big bone. All right, you were in the <laughs> league. You ought to know better. Yes. Okay? First off, you're talking about offensive line, right? I am. Who were the first? Who were the first two tackles that are uh, top rated? What do you mean, Donovan Smith? Are you talking about coming out, coming out of college? 
coming out of college this Joel year. Joel Alton. Yeah, this the year. kid from Penn this State. Year to be drafted. And I forget the other yeah. kid. Uh, and what position do they play? They play tackle. They play left tackle, Tiki. Okay. Left. Why are you screaming at me? They don't play right. <laughs> because, you, because you don't take a left tackle when you have an all-pro left tackle. Okay? When we're going to play the game of, oh, well... Uh, let's move Andrew to the right side. Okay, I give you, can I give you? Can I give you? Pete, can I give you? Right can side. I give you an immediate example? Like this one is like amazing because I just mentioned his name. You know who Donovan Smith is? If you don't know, he's a starting left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. Since he got there, Patrick Mahomes doesn't get beat around like he did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that Super Bowl where he lost. The only one that he's lost. You remember where he used to play? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you know who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took? Uh, two years, three years ago, in, in the Tristan first Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. You know what Tristan Wirfs was? He was a tackle. I know, I know all about who Tristan played Wirfs. right I... tackle. He went and played right well, tackle, yeah, and he was an all-pro right tackle. Like, I know what you're saying. No, he's wrong, though. Even I don't agree with him on well, that. Well, I mean, what the, the theory is, if you, if you wipe your rear left-handed... Now go do it right-handed. Oh, hold on a second. Could you do <laughs> I it? i got to try that. Could you do it? No. That's That's essentially... No, I can't. Yeah, that's essentially what moving to left to right tackle is because you get used to it. It's how you kick, you step, um, you know, your 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 power base is one-sided or not. But guys do it all the time, right? They figure it out. And and whether you want to believe it or not, most tackle sets are vertical. They're not on an angle. So these sets aren't – it doesn't really matter. You're setting back the, the same way. It's just your other foot is backwards. It can you can move tackles. Lane Johnson was the exactly. Oklahoma there's left so, tackle senior. There's so year. many of them. Yeah, there's that's so not a examples. reason. By the way, do you wipe with the hand that's like your strong hand? Like if I'm a lefty, I wipe with my left hand. Yeah. How do you wipe with your right, right. hand? Right. Same thing. Oh, I always write. Right. Yeah. No. I wipe now, with if my you left broke hand, your right hand, what would you do? So I'm a lefty. If I broke my left you hand, broke your what left hand. Do? What would you do? I'd have to wipe with my right hand. I right. actually did this. Plastic oh. bag every time. <laughs> so it wouldn't get on the cast. Well, I've got this awesome. Oh, you just kept it on the cast. <laughs> I put a plastic bag on the cast before I went and used the toilet paper through it. Oh, terrible. I've got this Toto toilet uh-huh. where you press a button and the water shoots up. Uh-huh. It's kind of like nice. a bidet, right? It's very bidet. similar. And you really don't have to wipe it. Yeah. I'm being dead serious. Now, right. I still do it. Because I feel like it's the right thing to do, and I feel like I've been taught that yeah. you have to. It's yeah. the right thing to do. I just feel, I would feel weird not wiping. Right. It just doesn't seem like a, a natural human thing to do. Right. But when you shoot the water, and then you got the button where it does air, uh-huh. so then it dries it off right. and you're no longer wet, Yeah, it's kind of clean. By the way, Japan, where we went last summer, every every facility. Are you serious? Everyone. Even like the, like the Porta Johns. Really? They have, they have bidets. Oh Every my single one. God. It's amazing. That's a miracle. <laughs> it's amazing. Because I, I kind of had an issue this weekend. As you know, I went to Disney World, uh-huh. and I was at Epcot, and I was eating a lot of food, and I was drinking <laughs> a lot of drinks. And at about, I'd say like 4.30 on Saturday, yeah, I had problems. Got bad. <laughs> and I'm in each country going to the restroom. And, I mean, it's like a procedure having to right. do that. Oh. And none of them have bidets. No, <laughs> no, none of them. Not even Japan. It just dawned on me. When you go to the European ones at Epcot, does the water flush backwards? Like, no. Stop. Does it give you the real feel? That's a hemisphere. Thing. I think I went to the bathroom in Japan, and they didn't have a bidet. Well, sorry. That would have changed my entire weekend. That's why I gotta Japan is the cleanest city on, on the planet. Well, wow, Disney's a pretty clean place. There, yes, it is. It is. Like, but they have trash cans. They're everywhere. And then if, like, someone litters... There's a person immediately running to the ground <laughs> to pick it up and clean it. It's incredible. 
Let's go to Brian in Brooklyn. What's up, Brian? What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. What's up, man? Yo. Kiki, I, I, I have to call because I'm, I'm a little confused, man. I, it's, it's for me. Well, I don't like you being confused. Let's, let me I, and I, and I appreciate you not liking that. But <laughs> I, it's, I, I'm, I'm a little confused. The quarterback, from what I've seen over the years of watching the NFL, is the most difficult thing to get right. Agreed. Yes. But when you have a chance to draft and to get a quarterback, you do that. But how do you know he's right? Because it's the hardest right. thing to guess. But how you do you, you know, never know? How do you, you know who's know. right? You never know. But you have a chance with a high draft pick to get a potentially good quarterback. But you already you have, have a potential. You already have a potentially good on, high, high draft pick quarterback in Daniel Jones. Who, he just happens <laughs> to be hurt. But that's my point. Like, how do you know it's going to be right? How do you know it's not going to be Mitch Trubisky? Like, how do you know it's not going to be Josh Rosen? Obviously, you're never going to – no one can ever see. Exactly. That 100%. But when you have the chance, you do it. You draft the quarterback. You have to take the chance because it's the hardest thing in the world to do and, and, and to get. A million teams – look at the Jets. All these days are trying to get a quarterback, can't get one. You, mm-hmm. you have to try to get a You have to. And you, and you know what, Brian, to, to defend you on this, when you look at the quarterbacks in the league, go through every single one of them, 85 to 95% of them are first-round picks. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's annoying and it's obnoxious and it's true. So we're all going to go nuts to Brock, Brock Purdy, ah, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. He's the exception. He really is. No, he he definitely is. Look around. I mean, the the only one that gets close is Lamar. He was a first round pick. I know, but it was the end of the first round. But but he he wasn't going to be a first round pick. But the Ozzie Newsom led. Uh, uh, Ravens moved up and got him. But re- you're right. I mean, Cleveland has one. Well, look, I just pulled up touchdown leaders this season at quarterback. Dak Prescott, not a first-round pick. He's mm-hmm. an exception. Jordan Love, first-round pick. Brock Purdy, exception. Jared Goff, first-round pick. Tua, first-round pick. Josh Allen, first-round pick. Baker Mayfield, first-round pick. Patrick Mahomes, first-round pick. Matthew Stafford, first-round pick. Lamar Jackson, first-round pick. C.J. Stroud, first-round pick. Like, Mm-hmm. So you're you even right. Get, you even get to the Jared Goss and the and the B- Baker Mayfield who are on different teams right, in the postseason. Right. But you're, first round picks. You're right when you say you can get it wrong. Sure, you can get it wrong, but likelier than not, going to get your answer with a first round pick. Well, you're not going to be right unless you unless you get it. You're not going to be good unless you get that pick right. Exactly. By the way, Daniel Jones, first round pick. I understand. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I, it's not that Daniel Jones is bad. I'm not arguing that he's mid or he sucks or he's overrated or he's not the guy. I'm simply arguing that I can't trust him to stay healthy. That's what it is. And you bring up, well, look how he got hurt. I mean, we could do this with every injury. Mm -hmm. Eventually, if your track record is you're not staying healthy, it's like Giancarlo. There was a lot of early injuries to Giancarlo where it was just fluky. Got hit by a pitch, this, that. Eventually, it doesn't even matter why. <laughs> it's the same with Aaron Judge. Same with Aaron Judge. Oh, but look how he got hurt at Dodger Stadium. Right. Why does it matter? He still got hurt. And he still gets hurt a lot. And unfortunately for Jones, he gets hurt a lot. Now, here's where I'd make the Giant fan feel better. There's a buzz coming out of the Senior Bowl, like I mentioned, that agents believe the Giants aren't drafting a quarterback with a premium pick. They're signing a free agent. Maybe it's all a game. Mm-hmm. And maybe Joe Shane is leaking out the information he wants out there. And for your sake, even though we disagree, I still root for you. I still don't want the Giants to suck forever. For your sake, Sean. For your sake, Loogie. For all the Giant fans out there, as much as you may think I'm an ogre, I want what's best for you. Thanks, Evan. And what's best for you is to find your answer at quarterback. 
I love this. We did this last week. We wanted what was best for you, which was the fire solid immediately. <laughs> We're all lovey-dovey. We're all lovey-dovey. We'll come back with more of your calls. Plus, another weird thing going on around the Giants right now. They're holding Mike Kafka hostage. <laughs> like, they're literally doing that. We explain why. Plus, does anyone want, anyone want the defensive coordinating job? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I have to make a confession. I admit this. So last night I'm flying home from Disney. JetBlue's got like the TVs and you can like hear stuff. And I had heard enough of people bitching about Cody Rhodes and The Rock for my love uh, for a lifetime. So I was like, hey, let me see what's on TV. And I was like, oh, the Grammys. How about this? You know what? Why not? I'm on a plane. <laughs> I got nothing else to do. And here's my confession. I had no idea. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say this. I had no idea that Luke Combs' fast car was done by somebody else <laughs> oh, years earlier. Well, here's the I'm going to walk you through this. I mean, granted, you were you were 88. How old were you? Five. Yeah, exactly. You were a baby. I, I'm oh, a, it doesn't matter. That's no, it doesn't. been a banger forever. I mean, it does because think of the difference. See, I was in 88. I was 13. So I'm impressionable. Like I guess the songs okay. that I heard when I was 13, I, even though if I didn't like them, I kind of know every word. Like, you know what I mean? No, there's no excuse because my thought process through this is I've heard Luke Combs a lot because I listen to country. And the first time I heard Fast Car, I was like, that song sounds familiar. Hmm. So I had some kind of frame of reference. Like, oh, that sounds really familiar. You know what? It's probably just similar to a song from a long time ago. And I let it go. Then I heard it again. I was like, eh, it really is similar. He probably did some kind of remake or messed around. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. But I love it. Like, it almost makes me tear up when I listen right? to it. Seriously. So all of a sudden, I'm on my flight. I stick those headphones in. And I heard Tracy Chapman. I learned about Tracy Chapman. <laughs> and Luke Holmes doing that duet of Fast Car. And then I got in the bubble of learning all about Tracy Chapman and Luke Holmes. That basically, he took her song with her permission, obviously. Yeah. She wrote it. Tracked her down. Tracked her down. She wrote it. She had it many years ago, which I'm sure 98% of the audience knew. But that performance last night at the Grammys, scintillated. Right. She she always had a great, unique 
presentation and, and delivery. But with Luke Combs, that song sounded better than I've ever heard it. Oh, right? great. I was like, well together, up in tears. Was, I mean, they're both individually fantastic. But together, especially at the end at the, with the performance when they start changing lines, like it was just amazing. It was great. I, I sat on the couch last night. I, I was wiping tears. I went, Life, <laughs> life's going to be okay without football for the next few weeks. That's how, that's how I felt. By the way, it just clicked with me, Evan. You know why, even at five years old, you never heard the song? Why? It goes back to a big theme last week, Tiki. What's that, that now? You know how I knew that? I was one years old. You know I heard the song? At every barbecue known to man. <laughs> Evan and his dad never grilled ever, so Tracy Chapman's fast car has never come on a boombox well, on knew, some deck somewhere. I knew it was familiar. Like, the first time I heard it, I said, that sounds familiar. There was one negative, though, to the performance. There was one negative that I have to bring up, and I blame my dad. It's my dad's fault. It's not because of barbecuing. About six months ago, maybe less, my dad was texting me mm-hmm. about Taylor Swift and complaining about her, <laughs> saying, here's my problem with Taylor Swift. My dad's a big music guy, which is funny. I got none of that knowledge from him. <laughs> I got, Obviously. I got the baseball knowledge from him. I got none of Like, literally, my dad knows so much about loves it, knows a lot about it. But So he watches the Grammys all the time. And he tells me months ago, Taylor Swift is such a freaking phony because what she does at these little performances is she sings, she bobs her head, she puts on a show even when she isn't the center of attention. And he said it to me, and I was like, whatever. Like, oh, my dad's complaining about who cares. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's fine. Right. I'm watching the Grammys. I'm watching this incredible performance between them. And what do I see in the background? <laughs> Taylor Swift has to stand up oh. and start dancing. It was undoubtedly. The single most annoying Taylor Swift TV appearance that we've seen in weeks. That includes all the football months. That was no, it, I agree. It was like for a split second took away, and it was the first thing my dad said to me is when she that pig Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Not a second now. But meaning it. meaning hogging the spotlight hogging a bit like attention pig right. because everything else she did like I saw her win uh, best uh, album was fine. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean she kind of blew off Celine Dion. She kind of ignored her existence. But other than that, it was fine. I had no issue with her. Uh, everything else she did is like, yeah, she's a celebrity. She's happy. She won. Whatever. I don't care. I got no bone to pick. But her standing up and putting on a freaking show while we're watching Tracy Chapman. Can Tracy and Luke have their moment? Right. I needed more of them on the screen and not that. And also. And by the way, because we haven't seen Tracy Chapman in forever. I don't know. I got to read these articles about where she's what's going on with her and where she why she's been absent from the spotlight for the last. I'll raise my hand. 20 years. I thought she was dead. (laughs) you never heard from and, her and great artist and she was a great artist back in the early or late 80s and early 90s that just disappeared you don't hear her anymore right, right. and actually she's she looked good she did right and she sang amazing well so why the hell has tracy chapman been singing i think so i gotta was, find this out because I, I i don't know she became the number one uh iTunes hit over the last 24 hours. She was great. Luke was great. It was a great performance. This was the first time, and I say this as a diehard football fan who has defended Taylor Swift the entire (laughs) time. I don't mind when they show her on TV. Never had an issue with it. My first issue with Taylor Swift, and really CBS, CBS had it on, right? Yeah. Was the fact that they're showing her. Can we let Luke and Tracy perform instead of... Taylor Swift, it's who's the one person? Well, a bunch of people were standing, it's, it's, but she it's, was dancing. It was too much. It's the same. It's the same uh, directors, maybe. Is it really? <laughs> and they were pumping those Super Bowl commercials. Also, another thing: if you're that great a performer, and we all love Taylor Swift. I think 
She dances like Elaine Bennis on Seinfeld. <laughs> it was not good. I agree. How could you be that right. awkward and bad at dancing? No, I think it goes back to, I think my dad's right. I think she's just looking for attention. That was the one time this pissed me off. She mm-hmm. was like, you know what? I'm not going to let Luke and Tracy have this moment. It's about me, 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 me. And so she's dancing. Now, I'll be fine during the Super Bowl. You can show her 175 times because yep. I believe her and Travis are real love, and that's fine, and it's not distracting from the game. Tiki was just being a baby last week. Yeah. But at the Grammys, I had an issue. Now, Taylor Swift has rewrote a song for this weekend. No. I got a fast plane. No, she didn't. Get you from Japan to Vegas I'll really stop. quick. So the only controversy around this is where does it actually belong? Because Luke Combs is a country singer, right. yeah. and he won his country album, right? Yeah. But... Tracy Chapman, was it a pop song? Is it a folk song? That I don't so know. even though it's, I mean, it's the reason I bring this up is because not a lyric, not a note. It's the same song. It's changed. Yeah. It's exactly the same car, song. Exactly. Except it's 30 years later. Except, so it's 30 years later. So why is this a country song and not a pop or a folk song anymore? That's the only controversy yeah. around this. By the way, there was another great song that got debuted the other day, which I don't know if you guys heard, but I think you're really going to appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you one of the greatest new performers giving us a little quick rap. Your former teammate, Eli Manning. I'm Eli Manning. I'm nice. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Sight, I beat him twice. I usually find Eli Manning annoying. This actually made me laugh. That was awesome. That was awesome. And Dexter Lawrence is bear hugging backward. I was like, wait, where is this going? <laughs> he was taking a shot at the GOAT. Oh, I know, but I didn't know what he was talking about. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, he... right, Tom Brady's the GOAT. I was like, all right, what's going to come next? Psych! Psych! I beat him twice! Yeah. Get out the psych, That man. was the second best performance this weekend after Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman. <laughs> Let's go to Nick in the Jersey Shore. What's going on, Nick? What up, Nick? What's go what's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, T Ev, what's going on, brother? Yo. Um, couple things. So, Ev, your beard, love it and hate it. Don't know if <laughs> don't know if anybody's told you that, but you could get to that at the end of this. Tiki, I agree with you a million and one percent thank on you, a sir. lot of things thank pertaining you, pertaining to the oh, giant. Except for this one. <laughs> but Oh, stop, 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 stop. But no, no, Teak has done everything correct as far as speaking about the Giants. I'm going to say a couple things. I'm not a big Daniel Jones fan, and I'm going to go out and make a, an enemy of myself to New York City. I wasn't an Eli fan. I was upset when they traded for Phillip to get Eli. Mm. But I will say this. I have, I agree with Tiki in a lot of aspects. you got no weapons. you got no offensive line. you got nobody. you got Andrew Thomas, who's hurt half the time. I don't really know where else to go with this. As far as the offensive line goes, you can't really get anything better other than outside of the draft, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, there's and a couple of free agents. There's a couple of guys in free agency, but the big, and, and, but the big ones, and, the important ones, are going to get. They're going to go early, and they're, you, you're going to have to pay them a ton. But when do teams say we're not good enough to draft a quarterback? Like when does that happen? Like, this is such weird logic to me. Look, if your point is, I don't like who's there at six, I get it. We don't know who's going to be there at six. Oh, I definitely am not going to like who's there at six. That's fine. By the way, I understand that. So if one, two, and three go as we suspect, and I think that's going to be the case, and now you're left with, not left with, but you know, because these guys are good players, but they're not first-round talent, Mm -hmm. Michael Penix or J.J. McCarthy 
or I'm forget the other kid from Tulane. There's another guy from Oklahoma State. Whoever, you're not going to reach and take those guys in the first round. So if you're getting a quarterback, Giants, unless you're trading up, and that's not worth it because you're giving away all the assets that you need to note to start of the show, mm. build this team out. You can't give up everything. Then it's just not worth it. But the most important thing when building a roster is a quarterback. Like, we all agree with that. And you it's, have one. Well, but I know he's not always available. And the last year was so disappointing. That's the fundamental for so difference. Many, for so many reasons. But that's well, the difference that you and I have, and maybe some giant fans you, have well, with me or you. No, here's I don't the, think I, he's a guy. Well, here's the, he can't stay healthy. Here is, I tend to look at the oft-injured athlete and want to give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of fans will look at the oft-injured athlete and say, Get move on, right? Get rid of them, and why? Because I was those, one of those oft injured athletes. I got hurt early, tore my PCL as a rookie, uh, hamstring issues for the first two or three years of my career. I was just a punt returner, but Coach Fossil stuck with me, and eventually I became who I became. So I tend to like want to know before I fully like rid myself of those type of players. That's why I've always defended Aaron uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Judge. It's why I'm now defending Daniel Jones. I feel like these young players who haven't quite figured out how to take care of your body, which is part of it, like learning how to build yourself up and keep yourself healthy and get the right kind of body treatments and eat right, all that stuff, it takes time to learn it. Right. Daniel Jones hasn't hasn't fully done it yet, and I, I don't want to quit on him before he does. Now let me address his uh, point about my beard. <laughs> I freaking hate this beard. <laughs> It is a rat living on my face. But but I'm a man of commitment. Mm-hmm. I made a pledge and or a bet about not cutting my hair. First, it was the hair on top of my head. Then it became my beard until Pete Alonso got a contract right. extension. And you're not worried about your hair because it actually is not growing that much. That's true. That's going a lot <laughs> slower. It's bothering me far less. In fact, I actually like the longer hair look. I'm going with it. I was given an opportunity to get out of it when me and Sean played pickleball. And even though I got screwed by the referees, I lost. All right? I'm a loser, I lost, I can't cut my beard. But when he says, I love it and hate it at the same time, I hate it and hate it at the same time. <laughs> and I believe that every human being that comes up to me and compliments me about my beard, and I get it a lot. Andrew Bogus earlier today, works over at the network, sometimes over here, said, Ivan, I got to tell you, I like that beard. Mm. At Disney World, a random woman came up to me. Luckily, she was old enough that my wife was not jealous and said, <laughs> I love that beard. Big Whoa. fan of the show. Wait, That's what? Right. What? She was old enough. What does that mean? Old enough where my wife was not. She, you know, She's she, not threatened. Yeah. You can't be threatened by a coog. There's a plenty of hot 60-year-old women walking around. I didn't say, no one said she oh, wasn't attractive. No one said that. Can you get that out of your mouth? It's no one not, said that. It's not about what he thought. Yeah. He might have been going, oh, the wife uh, okay, wow, that was nice. But his, <laughs> what he said was... My wife is not threatened by her. Yes. Missing the point. Was she a swinger? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did not run into any swingers while I was at Disney. But she complimented the beard. And here's the thing. I appreciate it. I think it sucks. (laughs) I think a rat is living on my face. And I wait. What is this? uh, Crying music? Is that your mocking me? Yeah, cry me a river, big boy. You're the one that agreed to it. I did. And I own that. But you're belly aching about it a lot. I'm answering what he said about loving the beard and hating the beard and just giving an honest answer about how I feel about the beard. Be better at pickleball. I feel like an animal <laughs> lives on my face. No, I, I, I get that. I'm already scheming. Like, how do I get out of this? <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, now, I did make a commitment that I can't 
scheme or make any agreement for at least a month. I have to live with it. But come like the uh, the, the March comes in like a lion. My plan is to come in like an eye, lion and out like a lamb. <laughs> if you know what I mean, because aren't lambs shaved? Yes. What do we just sheared. eat there? Yeah, we cut we cut their fur yes, off and then we make stuff out of sheared. it. Sheared. Yeah, I want to be yes. sheared. Yes, that's my point. Yeah. You want to be sheared, though. What will you give me a look for? I mean, now I'm really confused. A lamb and sheep the same thing? <laughs> a lamb is a baby sheep. You didn't know that? Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I figured they were close because they got the wool, but I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I got that one right. A lamb is a baby sheep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like, lamb chops tapes better, so we like to kill and eat the babies, which is really disgusting Ugh. when you think Ugh. about it. Veal. You took it too far. Dude. I took it too far. Yeah. It feels the same way. And eggs are better than regular chicken. What? what? They're different. They're completely different. Baby. What? What? Eggs are baby chicken. <laughs> Eggs, well, they're not, they're not even. Come on. <laughs> God, I don't want to have The rooster has sex with all of them. Ay, <laughs> Let's go to uh, Bill and Goshen. How are you, Bill? Hey, guys. How are you? What's up, I dude? I just wanted to say there's a way, other than a pickleball match that nobody really kind of cared about, um, for you to get out of this <laughs> and all of us to get some enjoyment out of it. What was that? Uh, how about you can get out of this right now, but you got to shave all the hair off your head, eyebrows included. <laughs> I think I would do that, to be honest with you. What happens when you Let's cut your eyebrows off, though? Do they, they grow, grow back? back? Yes, they do. Do they grow oh, back thicker? Yeah, it'll, it'll take a little while. Yeah. Yeah, but they will come back. You know what's funny about that, Bill? I would say yes. Like, I would agree to that. Except there's someone in my house who has a veto power, uh, and it's my wife. And I don't think she'd sign off on that. Would she not like you bald? She would not want me bald, no. Huh. No offense to you guys. What if, some... what if you were bald with the beard for a week? No. That would be dope. She doesn't even yeah, like the beard. Be, dude, I think if you were bald with a beard, you'd be badass. Would dude. I be badass? It looks like Brett Kiesel. <laughs> what if you agreed to wear a piece around the house? Oh, my God. Until my hair grows back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think only, I would... only at home. Here, you have to be bald at home. You can wear a uh, toupee. Yeah, I think I'd probably sign off on that, but I don't think she would. Look, I, I am committed now. <laughs> I have another month where I have this beard and hair, and then I'll try to ski my way out of it in March. I don't have a plan yet, but I'll come up with something. I can promise you that. <laughs> Let's go to Chris in Flint, Michigan. What's up, Chris? Hey, yeah, I wanted to weigh in uh, on uh, if it's right or not to get a free agent rather than draft the quarterback. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so as a Lions fan, I watched my team go through a lot of pains and aches. They did this with Joey Harrington. Yep. Oh, they, Joey. They drafted, yes. the, they drafted the quarterback. They didn't have anything around him. It screwed the franchise up. Everyone was fighting with each other. You had Dominic Rayola, Jeff Backus. They were giving up on him. Right. I remember this. And it really set the team back for quite some time, in my opinion. Now, fast forward to the Hendon Hooker thing. I don't know if you guys are going to get him from us because there's a huge compository set of fans that really believe he's the next in line to go with that young core like Gibbs, St. Brown, and slide right in there and fit into that whole puzzle with that team. Yeah, but what happens when Jared Goff signs a long-term extension? That becomes okay. that becomes the issue. Okay. okay, so that could become an issue if that happens. I, you know, I can't complain with how he's been playing, what he's been doing, because this team has been irrelevant for almost my whole life. Right. None. So at the very least, you got to run it back next year. Right. And Jared Goff's twenty nine uh, years old. It's not like he's thirty five. Yeah. But but see, I look at the Lions well, not Hook, as this is Hendon Hooker's second season. Second season. He was a rookie. He was drafted in the third round right. last year. Right. So this is a sec. This will be a second season. So if he has to sit for say two more. And he wasn't a first rounder, so if he has to sit for two more, they're gonna have to sign him again. But what I without love, knowing 
what they're signing. You're right. But what I love about the Hendon Hooker, Jared Goff comparison is not the idea that you're going to steal him from Detroit. It's not even that. Mm -hmm. It's the idea of what if we both got our ways? What if the Giants drafted a young quarterback at six? What if they did? Yeah. And Daniel Jones is healthy for the start of the year, and Daniel Jones is the answer, and he's healthy, and he's playing well. And dare I say the Giants are back in the postseason again. Like, the Lions are showing you you can have that kid sit. The Chiefs showed it to you, even though it was only for one year. Right. You, the Packers showed it for multiple years. Yeah. Like, you don't necessarily have to rush it. And that's why if you draft a young quarterback and you happen to be right about Jones and staying healthy and whatnot, that value of that kid without even playing goes up. Look at Hendon Hunker. No, His yeah. value's gone up. He hasn't done anything yeah, in a year. It's true. It's true. Trey Lance. I mean, what did they – the Cowboys gave up a third-rounder? I think for Trey Lance, and he—I mean, he barely played. But Lance feels like he hurt his value a little bit because he played like a smidge enough, but not good enough. Not enough, yeah. right, 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 right. I think that's exactly what happened. And by the way, the other big thing around the Giants, which I do want to get into, is the fact that they are holding Mike Kafka hostage. <laughs> they have a hostage situation in New Jersey right now because Mike Kafka is interviewing fourth round pick. By the way, fourth round pick. Yeah, Mike Kafka is interviewing. For head coaching jobs. He's interviewing for the Seattle job. Obviously, he doesn't get the job. We hear these stories that came out, you know, during the wink day ball, let's just make each other look bad portion of the offseason. You know, Kafka's had play calling removed, taken back, removed again, and basically he gets yelled at. He gets treated like a child by Brian Dable, which led all of us, based on that good reporting and based on the evidence of the season, to think, boy, even if he doesn't get a head coaching job, he's gone. Like, Mike Kafka will just take another job. The Giants will be okay with it. Kafka will be okay with it. It'll be a nice, easy breakup. And then they'll have to replace the offensive coordinator, but it'll be slightly overrated because Brian Dable is going to call the plays yes. anyway. Okay, fine. Right. Kafka has a chance to interview for the Seattle OC job after interviewing for the head coaching job. And the New York Giants say, no. Nah. They say, no, nah, we're not doing that. Now, normally... I would say, well, that's fine. Like, it's a lateral position. Yeah. They have every right to do it. Except it's not a lateral position. Yeah. Because if the Giants are taking away his ability to call plays, which they probably are, considering they did it 12 different times this past season, mm -hmm. he has a chance to go to a new franchise with a new head coach and be the offensive coordinator. The Giants saying no, even though legally they're right to do it, feels wrong, <laughs> and it feels like a hostage situation. Tiki, well, are you with me? They are They are trying to give some sense of continuity to last season. Now, is Mike Kafka's future with the New York Giants? Absolutely not. He is likely on a head coaching track some at some point or another. And the Giants are trying their best, I think, to limit what feels like a mass exodus, right? And one of them, actually, one of them was deserved. McGahee had to go, right? Thomas McGahee, the special teams coordinator. One felt contentious with uh, Wink Martindale. And this one feels probably right. But if, you, if you're a head coach and you're now out all three of your coordinators. Yeah, I said this bad. before. Yeah, it just looks bad. Completely agree. And and it doesn't matter. I mean, the the reasons do matter. Like if you're talking to John Mara and you know the Giants about why this all happened, it it it'll sound fine. But if you're talking about to the NFL at large and the coaching community, 
and all these relationships that are around these coaches. It just looks bad. So let me get this straight. Mike Kafka's being held hostage because it would make Brian Dable look bad. For no, him no, to no. Go. It would make the situation look bad. Well, it, it would, is. It would make the situation look desperate. And we talked about this last week briefly, but there's a sense, at least if uh, around like the agents of coaches, that baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Brian Dable is in a on the hot seat. Right. Like, this is a lame duck year, even though he's got another year on his contract. They, he could be fired. And so if you're a, a coach... Why would you go to a situation where you could be out of a job in a year? It just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense for a lot of these young coaches who, you know, you make one bad decision to go work somewhere, it could like change your career. So that leaves the Giants in a position where they're keeping their offensive coordinator hostage. Yes. Because it would look bad to let him go. Yes. And then B, they well, can't find a well, defensive then they, coordinator. Then they also got to replace him. No, I get that. Well, right. replace him. Brian Dayball's basically going to be the offensive coordinator, which, which I don't think anyone has an issue with, by the way. Which which would likely mean Shay Tierney, who's the quarterback coach, right. who's been with him, right, uh, Sean? I think he's been with him for a couple of years. Yeah, he, in Buffalo. He was and, the assistant quarterback's coach right. to Ken Dorsey. So, he, so he's been with him so for a few years. So why wouldn't you let Kafka go then? Because it looks bad. That's not a good reason. No, no, no. I think they actually like Kafka. Do they? I think Kafka, first of all, Dable from the beginning didn't have to give Mike Kafka play calling duties to begin. He did. Right. He he hadn't been a play caller. Right. He hadn't been a play caller. He was a quarterback coach. Right. I guess. And I don't believe that by blocking him. By the way, Kafka didn't ask to go interview there. Seattle asked them. So that's, I can't call it a hostage situation in that case. Yeah. I think that they generally like it. They want the continuity. And I am now not convinced that Brian Dable is going to take play calling. Hmm. But Dable might have some self-evaluation himself. Maybe he'll have more input in those offensive meetings like he did through yeah. the year. But I have well, a hard time thinking they're going to block him and then not allow him to Well, here's play. the thing with the Seattle Seahawks. They interviewed him last year and this year. Right. So last year, so twice at least, last year and this year for the head coach. Right. And so if now with Mike McDonald as the head coach, they need an offensive mind to basically take over that yeah. side of it. So he'd be the perfect guy. He'd be the perfect guy. And the and Giants they, are and saying they no. already know him and they already like him. Right, right. So it's just a it's a hot there's a likelihood that he'd be gone. And why would the Giants help a peer tier team like themselves, giving them their <laughs> offensive right. Because it's the right thing to do. Uh, because no, the guy's right being held back for, here. For whom? For Mike Kafka. How's yes. It? Because on. if you believe okay, the reporting the Gi- that he took, they basically they took play calling away from him 17 different times, <laughs> and he gets screamed at like he's a child, it's probably better for him to go to this newer situation where he's really going to get to run his own oh, offense no, no, no. as opposed to bully Dayball pushing him around all the time. Ev, if Mike Kafka at his core hated it so much that he wanted out, he would be out and the Giants wouldn't hold him back. And you know how we know this? Because Wink Martindale ain't here anymore. That's, the Giants that's very right. different. <laughs> well, it's the truth, though. Yeah, I think Wink is in a different part of his career than Mike Kafka is. Mike Kafka is not in any position. I think he knows it. To basically call the head coach a bleep and bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah. And walk out. yeah. He can't demand anything right and, now. And in fairness, you know, I want to be fair to this because it's interesting to see. So the Giants are having an issue as of right now hiring a defensive coordinator. Right. Guess who else is having an issue? Wink Martindale. Uh-huh. What job is he taking? Right. Like, we all made these assumptions, 
And they were I thought he was going to be in Philly like that. He's going to go to Philly. Maybe now he'll go to Dallas. As of right now, he's gone nowhere because there's a real good chance. Washington hired Steve Belichick to be the defensive coordinator. <laughs> no, Wayne. that's the University of Washington. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, it's the University of Washington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Quinn just had his press conference. No, it's not. It's the University of Washington. <laughs> Why are you messing with me? I'm not messing with you. I'm telling you the truth. He hired for the D.C. job in Washington. Dan Quinn took someone from the Cowboys staff that was like the safeties coach. Uh, and, Steve Belichick is the head is going to be the defensive coordinator at the University of Washington. What do you want to bet on it? My beard's <laughs> gone if I'm right. My beard's <laughs> gone if I'm right. Commanders have hired Steve Belichick to be the defensive Who coordinator. Who wrote that? They're wrong. Dan Quinn just had his press conference announced him and Kingsbury. I'm, no, <laughs> I'm telling you. Unless I'm reading everything wrong. I just bet my beard. What am I giving up if I'm wrong? Sean, I'm reading that he uh, Belichick's going to the Huskies. Now, Thank you. You, you being right. Husky yourself, you should be up all right. on all things Husky. I'm reading Field Yates. Field Yates on, on Twitter, mm. on X, whatever that is. No, he's is. going to the University Patriots of Washington. outside linebacker right, I'm gonna coach walk Steve out of the Belichick room. has now accepted the position to become the University of right, Washington's listen, defensive listen coordinator. I'm going to walk out of the room, Okay, <laughs> and I'm going to apologize to everybody because I read Adam Schefter. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Adam Schefter took advantage of the confusion between Washington and Washington right. and said, I'm going to make it seem like Belichick is the commander's defensive coordinator. Right. I hate Twitter. This is I why, hate social this is why media. I'm not on Twitter. And I long. hate myself. This is why I have put, I've taken Instagram and everything off of my home screen. I can still get to it. No, okay. Oh, of we know. Yeah, this I'm, is now, I'm because mocked. you know what just happened to me in this break? This last break. During the commercial break? The last commercial what break. What happened during the commercial break? We were talking in our production meeting about Chase Tracy By the Chapman. Way, I love how he calls it a production meeting. It's yeah. us sitting around, you know, right. talking sports on the show briefly. Tracy yeah. Chapman and right. Luke Combs. Yeah, we yeah. talked about the performance. I get in here. I sit down. T- I have a message on, on TikTok because I have to follow my child. A message on TikTok. <laughs> and guess what it is? Tracy, Tracy Chapman. <laughs> They're listening to you. And Luke Combs performing at the Grammys. Wow. Not even like them individually doing Wait, it. Wait, so you think TikTok was listening to our conversation? How the hell? Did, did you look it up on your phone? Uh, Tracy Chapman? And Luke Combs. Yeah, I watched it four times on the train ride. On, on your phone? Yeah. Did you, Loogie? Yes. Did you? No. Okay. So that's how it really works. Not listening to me. It takes who I'm in close proximity to. Is that true? That's how the algorithm works. Wait, so your work. phone took, like, Sean's search history? Yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, I Can you hope. imagine the porn you must right. get on your phone? Say, right. I hope you're a fan of right. stepsisters. And that's... <laughs> and Mills. <laughs> that, that's how I got it. Yes. Because I sat down here, and I've never looked this up on TikTok, ever. Right. Ever. I don't even look at music You're just there. following your daughter, I, make I sure everything's copacetic. I cheer competition, yes. which, by the way, they won. Both Good of for them. them. It was awesome. Um, but... And Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs pop up. <laughs> and the only way I got it was from you. Wow. Two behind the glass. I'm just disappointed that as I was so confident about, you know, knowing what happened in sports this weekend, that Steve Belichick was the D.C. of the University of Washington, <laughs> I quickly said, I will bet my beard, but I never made it official with everybody. Uh, so I don't think I won anything. No, you no. didn't. No, you, you didn't. missed it. Missed opportunity. I became everything I mock about people. Uh, I feel like such a fat Well, I love how defiant this is why you this were. This is a no X zone. Exactly. I love how defiant you were to me. Like, I, I'm telling you. No, that's not what I read. He's the defensive coordinator at the University of Washington. Because, Evan, when I feel like I'm right, nothing turns me on and gets me more. <laughs> 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 such a rare occurrence. I totally get it. We'll come back with more of your calls, 877 Three three seven sixty six sixty six. Plus, we have the Super Bowl on Sunday, 
and 120 million people are probably going to watch it. 115 million people are going to watch it. But how many people would watch it if they started charging us to mm. view it? A lot of football here in the first hour and a half of the show. The Giants holding an offensive coordinator hostage. The Giants' pursuit of a quarterback in free agency versus the draft. We'll talk some hoops coming up in about 25 minutes. CP, the franchise will hang out with us. Let's go Knicks. No, no, don't don't do that. (laughs) Though you'll be very proud of me, Tiki. Why is that? This weekend I did something I have not done in a very, very long time. And I don't mean that. (laughs) I was at Disney World over the weekend, and 6 o'clock on Saturday, I look at my wife and said, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to DVR the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets still in the lead. I'll check my phone. I'll see how we do. And this will be the first Nets game I haven't watched, like, literally in years. Maybe you should stop watching them. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's being considered because they kicked the Sixers' ass. Exactly. I yeah. checked my phone. I'm like, what the hell is this? So, yeah, it was a, it's like I grew up and became an adult over the weekend. I'm so proud of Evan. I am, too. So, so proud. He was away on vacation and didn't make his crappy basketball team a priority. <laughs> right. For once in a while, it was great. And I also feel great as a Net fan myself. It's the first game I could say in my life that I watched that Evan didn't. <laughs> the Nets still in the league. Got home or got back to the hotel. Had a nice yeah. time. Everybody falls asleep. Mm-hmm. I turn on the TV. I watched the second half of the Knicks-Lakers game. Oh, that was not so good. I enjoyed that. Oh, actually, just the fourth quarter was bad. Just the fourth quarter, yes. That made up for it. But, yeah, I feel like as an adult, I've become more of an adult. So I'm very proud of myself. You're proud of me, Tiki? I am very proud of you. Oh, a whole summer and 162 now, Met games. Let's now, see what happens. You didn't DVR it, so there's no way for you to watch it. Well, I have every game automatically on DVR, but I made a choice that when I got back to the contemporary, yeah. I was not going to watch the Nets on DVR. And you have yet to watch it. No, I, I mean, I saw highlights. Yeah. I saw like a qu- NBA app as like a five-minute condensed yeah, yeah. game, essentially. Yeah. The N- so N- NFL highlights. does the same thing. It's like a 30-minute condensed well, their condensed game is amazing because they literally show every play. Yes. It's like one of the greatest right. inventions in sports. Right. But no, I basically watched highlights and then went to bed. They take all the nonsense away. <laughs> yes. That yes. is us pontificating. Exactly. <laughs> we'll take some of your calls. And then an interesting Super Bowl of the future question I have for you. But right now, let's go to Matt in Clifton, New Jersey. What's up, Matt? What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Yeah, my, my call has proof that all Evan does is think about the Nets. <laughs> um, How's that? First thing I have to say, Evan Tiki. Tommy, Sean, you guys are doing a great show. Love the show. Appreciate but it. Appreciate last it. Last week, last week I call. Yeah. I get screened by Tommy. I don't even tell him my whole idea. He knows exactly what I'm going to bring up. <laughs> I bring it up to Evan. I pose Evan a question about who got one inch away from being king of New York. Tommy figured it out, and Evan's brain goes to Kevin Durant's big dub foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was who did you actually mean then, if I assumed it was Kevin Durant being an inch away because of his foot, of becoming king of New York? Who did you actually mean? Well, part of that is even matter anymore. It's about that you hung up on me without even letting <laughs> me know. I, I said, who was it? But it was Matt Harvey. How was Matt Harvey an inch away from becoming king? If he finishes that ninth inning, they win the game and win the World Series. You're telling me he's not king of New York? Yeah. I, you know what? I'll give you, I'll give you this, Matt, and thank you for the call. And I don't think I hung up on you. I think your phone reception was bad. I really do think that's what it was. He was just trying to get out of here. <laughs> I was just he trying had, to he leave. had a plane to catch. His wife was waiting downstairs. <laughs> that was not it. She was like, can you come down here? I've been waiting for 15 minutes already. I think it's very <laughs> difficult for a pitcher to be king of New York. I do. Just not, not, you're not seen enough. It's even every though, even though, even if you're exceptional when you are. Yeah, I mean Doc Gooden probably came the closest in the mid '80s. Obviously, before that, Tom Seaver. But even Garrett Cole, as great as he is right now, when we were talking about King of New York on Friday, no one brought him up. 
Dude, Mariano Rivera pitched here. Mar- and, well, it's yeah. a closer. Maybe that's different. But you're right. Like, yeah, but the closer is more likely to you see every day. They than, pitch more often. Right. They yeah. pitch more often. I think it's very difficult for a pitcher to be king of New York. And the truth is, like, if the Mets had won game five of the 2015 World Series, they're probably not winning the World Series. They still have to go to Kansas City and win game six and seven. And even if they did, something probably happens in those games mm. that makes, I don't know, Jacob DeGrom the king of New York. <laughs> you're overthinking this. Well, you're right about all of that. Matt's analogy doesn't work because... Because when you say somebody is an inch away and you don't say who, Kevin Durant is the one athlete yeah. that is associated with being an inch away yeah. in a big moment. I agree. I mean, that's the whole joke. That yeah, if but, his that, foot but, that, was... but that wasn't even – that was the Dude, second his... round, though. It was still the seventh game. And there's this, and here's the other thing, Tiki. I don't, I don't follow this, by the way. But there's this thought that if they win that game, they win the NBA title. I do not because they would have beaten Atlanta and they would have beaten Phoenix. I don't necessarily agree with that, Tiki. I'm saying that's what many have assumed yeah. over the years, that if that. his foot is smaller and they win that game, they win a championship. That's just a lot of variables. I agree. Now, could it have made him like a, a hero in, in Nets world? Of course, because they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. But the king of New York? He was never going to be the king no, of New York. Yeah, no. I don't think so. No, not, and, and I admit this. In a Knicks town, he was never being the king of New York. Let's go to Dan in Garwood, New Jersey. Hey, Dan. Hey, Evan. Peaky, what's going on? Guys? All's good, dude. What's up, man? So, so so, uh, unfortunately, baseball is totally boring in New York right now. Yankees and Mets are doing nothing. <laughs> but I do – I just ridiculous already. It's crazy. But I, I, if I was the Yankees, I, I don't understand real quick is I don't understand why. I, I, don't know. I would have I not got Stroman and offered and offered um, Snell more money, but whatever. So I guess uh, what? I had, Snell's still Evan, available. Yeah, you, so, could, you could do that. You could still be a Yankee. Evan, you never know. What's up? Evan. Yeah. You're gonna love me. You're gonna love me in a second, and you're gonna hate me right afterwards. Go ahead. I have a way for you to get out of the beer, but you, you are not gonna like it. Go ahead. I think the guys will be on board. I know. T, I'm pretty sure Tiki will. Okay, okay. let's so, hear it. Y- Yankee Stadium Subway Series this season. Evan has to sit in the bleachers, eat a Judge Burger, and here's the key: wearing a Roger Clemens jersey. No, oh, no, <laughs> no. I'm out. I'm out. I appreciate oh, the nice effort. Wood. I'm out. Nice one. Like you guys think I'm just gonna sell my soul to get rid of this rat living on my face? I'm not doing it. Yeah. By the way, I had the Judge Burger, and I got the 99. Oh, good for you. Right? Did it taste good? It was delicious. It was so good. I got nothing against the Judge Burger. Amazing. I have something against sitting, forget Clemens, any Yankee jersey at Yankee Stadium watching Mets-Yankees. It's like the idea Lugie threw at me a couple weeks ago of go to a Nick playoff game and wear like a Nick jersey. I would never do it. You can't betray your fandom. No. You just never will because you're you're letting down the, the legions of... Uh, I was going to say Jets, but Mets fans as well. Yeah. Because we could do this also with football. Of course. I wouldn't do it with any of these teams. By the way, I'd be more. But you don't go to a lot of football games, so maybe they wouldn't recognize you. Maybe Jet fans would recognize you. It's not about being recognized. It's just it's wrong and it's not right and I won't do it. Yeah, but you could just kind of claim that you didn't. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a liar. I got to live with it. I'd rather look like ZZ Top than have to wear any of these teams. I don't like jerseys. I'm not doing it. Here's the disconnect I think we're having here. Only Evan, and Evan alone, wants to get rid of his beard, but then he wants to dictate the terms of I'm getting not. out of right. it. No, yes, no, 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 I'm not. We're, I haven't dictated any terms. We're I'm not getting rid of the beard. It. We're actually enjoying your beard. I appreciate that. I haven't offered anything. I'm simply saying Dan and Garwood called up. You had an idea a few weeks ago. I'm saying no. But, I haven't made any offers. But getting out of the beard should be something that sucks for you. I agree. You don't agree because you're saying no to things that would be great for everybody so else so, and would suck for you. So I'm supposed to say yes to the first thing that's told to me? No. I just have to say yes no, to anything? No, but you're 0 for 2. Okay. And they're 2. all going to be in the vein of your fandom. 
because mm-hmm. that's what you're known for well, and associated right. well, with is what? your fandom. Then my beard will be Tom's Easy Tops. Then deal with that rat on your face. I will. Okay. I'm, I'm also- not putting Yankee stuff on. I'm not putting Nick stuff on. Okay. I'm not putting Ranger stuff on. Okay. I'm not putting any of that crap on. What, what okay. got buried is that scenario painted wouldn't even be able to take place till July 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's I can't deal with that. Point. At this point, oh, you know, point. There, oh, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> I'll tell you something else I'm not going to do after all the whining bitching I heard on social media this weekend. I'm not putting your hero Cody Rhodes' shirt on either. Oh, oh my God. Does he have the biggest oh. fan base of whiny babies I've ever seen? Oh, you know. Not happy. You but didn't he did get it himself, what you though. wanted. He did it himself. On the storyline. Yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, Look at Tiki taking the bait here. Too. Uh, I'm not taking any bait. He just did it himself. If, you, if you're pissed off about it, get up and act like you're pissed off about it. Don't be like, here's the rock. <laughs> <laughs> right? Come on. I like that. Tiki, you have <laughs> to break some news to you. Wrestling's fake. I, I understand this, <laughs> but you can still be mad about it and be like, here's that guy. That's right. You guys want that guy. Yeah, he can have him. <laughs> I like it. Whatever. They're related. It's going to be a fake match anyways. <laughs> I got it. it. Once, it <laughs> once Cody finishes his story, Evan can shave his beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in three years. Let's oh, just right in line with Pete Alonzo. <laughs> oh, damn you. Let's go to Dan in Trumbull, Connecticut. Hey, Dan. Hey, hey guys. How are you? We're good, First man. Off, I just want to say Tiki for the Hall of Fame. Oh, I hope so. There. One of these days. Yeah, I hope so, too, bro. Um I, I wanted to call about Daniel Jones. As Tiki said, be on my Daniel side. Jones got the, <laughs> yeah, Daniel Jones got the crap beat out of him this year. Every half the time, before he even got the ball from the center in the shotgun, he was getting hit. So no matter who you put behind there, if they don't fix that offensive line, which is, has been crap for the last ten years, yeah, they're going to get their ass. Why can't two and, things be true at the same time, though? Like, of course, the Giants' offensive line needs more consistency. Specifically, Andrew Thomas staying on the field—that was a big blow this past year. Mm-hmm. But why can't you say two things at once? This line needs to be better, and they need to take advantage of picking sixth in the draft and find their future quarterback. Those two statements can be made at the same time. My only issue here, Evan, is that I don't truly believe that they're going to get that guy at six. It just—he's he, not going to be available. So unless they go to three or two, uh, and probably two, you feel more comfortable. You're giving up a lot, and they have so much they have to fill out on the back end of this roster. Like we had that caller earlier who was talking about pass rush and the second level, the linebacking core. I mean, last year we had Isaiah Simmons, who I thought was going to be a stud coming out of Clemson. This kid did everything. Three years in, he's—he's he's a cast off from Arizona of all places. And he could never really find a role in Wink's system. So who is he? And he's not even here. He's he's a he's a free agent. So like, what are we doing second level wise? What are we doing edge rock? A lot wise? of questions. What are we doing interior offensive line and edge on the right side? What are we doing real big time playmaker? Especially if Saquon, the only big play threat, is gone. There's just a lot of issues with no, this team. Dude. There's a lot of you questions. Can't give up draft picks because you want to go up to number two and draft whoever. To put in perspective how many people are going to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday, so it's probably going to be about 110, 115 million, maybe yeah. 120, maybe it maxes out this year with an all time high considering the Taylor Swift factor. Yeah, I think it does go over. Okay, think about this for a second. There were five World Series games this past year. If you combine the five games, and I know it's the same people watching, mm-hmm. so it's not even unique viewers, but let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. 45 million people watched the combined five games of the World Series. In the NBA Finals, they also had a five-game series. 58 million people watched all five games of the NBA Finals. 
In the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, that also went five games. Huh. Crazily enough, Vegas beating Florida. Anybody remember that, that Vegas beat Florida? I don't know. 13 million watched <laughs> the five Stanley Cup Final games. If you add up all of them, <laughs> the World Series, the NBA Finals, and the Cup Finals, understanding that this is flawed because it's the same people watching multiple games, it adds up to 116.6 million people. You are on the over that the Super Bowl, which is not the same people over and over again, will defeat that number, correct? I am. Now, let me ask you an even more interesting question, because <laughs> I've always wondered this. But as time has gone on, I think the answer has changed a little bit. If the NFL decided, forget a streaming service, because that we're becoming used to. Yeah. We're just becoming used to the right. fact you have Peacock or you have Apple TV Plus, you have whatever the hell you have. If the NFL announced, and they could because they're the kings, their Super Bowl outrates every game of every World Series finals and cup game combined. Like, it's massive. If they announce to the world, all right, you want to watch the Super Bowl, $59.99. $59.99. You get it on pay-per-view or now through a streaming service. Peacock. You got, to like, you got the service, but then you got to pay the $59.99. So 60 bucks ahead. How many people are watching the Super Bowl? Not $120 million, But how many people? I mean, it's, it, will make, probably, it will make the Super Bowl party that much more popular. 80. Holy crap. 80 million people? Yeah. Yeah. Do the math on that for a second. Right. What's 80 million? 80 times million. 60. So what's 8 times 6? 54? So five, 4.8 billion dollars. 4.8 billion, yeah. Holy crap. Nope, there it goes. That's going to happen. <laughs> but you do it. We'd all do it. Mm -hmm. Of course we would. Definitely. By the way, and, and if you're not, you're more prone to go to a party or like bars will yeah. charge covers like it's a big fight. Yeah, yeah. You'll have all that stuff. Well, that, that's the way out of it for like for anyone listening saying, oh, come on. I can't pay $59.99. You will. But it's because, because it's a one-off. It's a one-off event. Right. It's, it's not like you're doing it monthly. It's right. It's a one-off event. Right. Well, if it for Mayweather McGregor, you do it for the Super Bowl. And that's for like 100 bucks people drop for boxing. They yes. spend more for those crappy boxing or MMA events. Right. No offense, because totally. this is the Super Bowl. Yep. So how much longer before the NFL decides to do this? <laughs> I, who is their biggest streaming partner? Which one, which one makes the most sense? Well, Amazon Prime is the one that they have the weekly package with, so yeah. I would assume I would it's, assume Amazon, it's Prime. Amazon Prime. I would assume it's Amazon Prime. So... If I was the NFL, I would partner it with the Amazon Prime. But then Amazon Prime then makes you have to pay for it, too. So you not only have to have the service, which is annoying enough but more reasonable, then you got to pay the $59.99 to just, buy it. By the way, that is pressure that no streaming well, service wants not well, to have a buffer well, moment on. or a well, crash Well, moment. let me tell you why this is interesting. Because the hard thing about the Super Bowl is that if you don't have the streaming service that is – so with CBS this year, it's Paramount Plus with Fox. I don't know what Fox is. Fox is maybe Hulu. I don't know what, know what the Fox streaming service is. So if you don't have the associated streaming service, if you're not at home, you can't watch the Super Bowl. So say you're, you're I don't know, on a train for lack of, or, or you're in the backseat of your, your parents' car and the Super Bowl is on, you can't watch it. But if it's with the streaming service, you can watch it. I can take my iPad. I can take my phone. Who the hell's doing that? I, but if you want to watch it and right. you just happen to be indisposed and you can't watch it, you can watch it on a streaming service. That's not entirely true anymore. Most cable providers have you, like you could get access to your cable box on your phone now. You download the app. Yeah, but it's different. It's just different. It's just, I think for mine, I have to be on my Wi-Fi 
you know what I mean? You got oh. a crappy cable service. I have to yeah. be on my Wi-Fi in order to watch all my cable channels on my device. I, I think you could change that setting. Not that, <laughs> we can have this conversation off air. Yeah. But, yeah. So, anyway, get that it just dash. makes it much easier to watch the Super Bowl. Well, but if, there if it's on a streaming service. a sport or an event, or any event, like, it doesn't even matter. You can name any event in our culture right now that people would pay top dollar for. It's the freaking Super Bowl. I mean, it's true. Like, and we're, we're not even, you're not even talking top dollar. No, I mean, I, I 50 bucks seems sort of reasonable when you think about right. it. And they would get $5 billion out of it. Because you look at every other event in our culture right now. Nothing comes even close, not even in the same stratosphere as the eyeballs that will be glued Sunday at 630 to your television or whatever you watch with screens now of this game. There's nothing even close. Like the NFL beats the crap out of everything. So Goodell hasn't done it yet, and I wouldn't put it past them. But I wonder about it, especially in a year like this where... It is. It may go down as the highest-rated Super Bowl of all time. Yeah, it's got a real chance to because it has all these factors that are coming together. You've got a historical franchise in the San Francisco 49ers with a big fan base. You've got a burgeoning dynasty in the Kansas City Chiefs, and then you've got whether you like it or not the Taylor Swift factor. <laughs> and when you throw all of those three things into this cauldron, you will have a rating that exceeds 120 million people. Do you know how many households there are even just in this country? There's not that much more than that. Yeah, I think there's 180 right. million households with TVs in this country. I'm not even getting you. It's, it's insane. And there's nothing else in our culture that comes close. It felt like everyone was watching the Grammys last night. Look what the final rating's going to be. It ain't even going to be close. Actually, Curb Your Enthusiasm also debuted last night. Mm. I watched the first Man. 15 minutes. I fell asleep. It's, not, it's nothing against Larry David. I got back from the trip. I was in bed with my wife. I said, let's go watch a little Curb. And like 15 minutes in, I was like, I'm done. Sean, you're right. Out of market. Says I'm out of market. Some channels will be restricted, but I can't get the basics. <laughs> <laughs> See? All fixed. More of your calls coming up a little bit later on. 877-337-6666. Four o'clock on this wonderful Monday of Super Bowl week. We'll get back to the football as the week rolls on. Get you set for Chiefs Niners. But over the weekend is a true story. I'm sitting at Disney World. I get back, sat in out at Epcot. I told you, I, I didn't even watch the Nets game. I saw it on my phone. Me and my wife, we hung out. You know, we had deep conversations. And then she fell asleep. And I'm like, let me see what's going on here. And I turn on the fourth quarter of the Knicks-Lakers game. <laughs> and then I see CP the franchise with like a 1,000 people at a party. And I have to admit, CP. And by the way, CP the franchise, in my opinion, the voice of the Nick fan. That's who you are. And you could check him out, YouTube. He's got his Nick Fan TV channel. I am a big fan of yours. But I got to tell you, you had all those people there watching your team lose. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a bad game. It wasn't like they got blown out. No. And by the way, we were just talking about this before we came on air. They have so many injuries. Like the guys that matter are not there right now. What are you writing so, excuses now? I'm not writing them. Just talking facts, bro. <laughs> But that that is your favorite part of Knicks fan TV is when the Knicks lose. <laughs> I know, exactly. Right? So things have been going so well. I knew we wouldn't hear from you during the nine-game winning streak. <laughs> I barely watched. No, I, I, I knew it. I know. But listen, you, you can't win them all. They, they played a hot Laker team. That Laker team just beat Boston without LeBron and AD on the road. Uh, the, this Knicks team had been punching over their weight for a little while. You they know, were due for a loss. You know what's crazy about that? And I got this sense, you know, watching the game. And I admit, I only watched the fourth quarter mm -hmm. on TV. And then I'm on social media. 
I got the sense that that game was like a finals feel between <laughs> the ticket in that building and how yeah. expensive it was, between an event you're running, you had a ton of people there, yeah. And I'm not saying that, jokes aside, that loss don't mean anything. I'll be the first yeah, to tell you. No, no. Right. But that had like that garden feel of, holy crap, yeah. this is the event in New yeah. York City. LeBron, the garden, the winning streak. It was yeah. kind of crazy. Makes you wonder why you support that team in Brooklyn. A nine-game winning streak in January, and it is Super Bowl-level hysteria it in It was, New York. though, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that's because our Super Bowl... Potential team stinking. Right. We're so far away from being in that game that let's talk about something else. Wait, who did the Mets sign? Wait, who did the Yankees just pick up again? But I think it's a combination of yes, the nine-game winning streak. Yeah. They're playing well. I also think there's a belief in this team that we haven't had with past Nick playoff teams. And I also think just the idea of LeBron coming to town and the yeah. fact that he was pulling Wait, you this. Mean, you mean coming to town to play, not coming to town to be? No, coming to Nick. town to play. I but mean, they he did have the Nick town. Well, and then simultaneously <laughs> clowning everybody by yeah. saying, I'm going orange and blue. And I got the, the tweet from a few days ago like, this dude's playing games is the way I took it. Which, he, which he's always done with the Knicks, which is why I'm so tired of the LeBron theatrics. Is he leaving the Lakers? Is he coming to the Knicks? Look. LeBron James does this every time he wants the Lakers to go out there and make a move. This is to put pressure on Rob Palenka oh, no and their regime mm-hmm. to go out there and go get DeJounte Murray or a player of that caliber. Yeah, but so you don't, you don't want him here, right? No, no, absolutely not. That would be same old Knicks. Why do we want that? You don't want him here because, and, and by yeah. the way, I want to make this yeah. clear. It's not realistic. I'm completely with you. Yeah. It, there's no way the Lakers are trading LeBron. I don't even think he wants out. But you don't want him here because of the fit and from a basketball standpoint, or you don't want him here because he said no to you twice no. and he's LeBron. Which it's, one is it both? It's not from spite. It's not from spite. Okay, okay. This is a recipe for disaster. Look <laughs> how many games he misses now. I totally yeah. get it. Yes. Right? Yeah. He, he's still at the top of the sport, which is fantastic. We should celebrate him that way because I don't think there's going to be another for the next few generations. But he's injury pro now. He's older. And now for the Knicks to go out there, sell the farm to get him. And then the whole story be about him. That would just reverse course and all the good vibes right now. It's orange and blue skies right now, Evan. I mean, as he, a season ticket holder, you should be happy. He is a free agent. <laughs> I like he has, yeah. a, he has a player option, which is fifty what nine or something like Roughly. that next year. Yeah. So he has a player option. In, t- in theory, he's a free agent. So if you're the Lakers and you have this guy, he's thirty what eight seven thirty eight. 39. Yeah, 39. Even older, yeah. Right? If you can get some value for – I'm just talking about from a Lakers standpoint. If you get some value for LeBron James, you're 500 at this point. Wouldn't that make sense? Right? The question is from the Knicks standpoint, does it make sense? And I know last week we talked about the money, but I went and played on that thing. That uh, You'd have to include Julius Randle on a trade Exactly. And I wonder from Knicks fans, is that acceptable? Or is Julius – we got to find out regular season. It's going to flip like this postseason. Randall's going to go away. We're going to get the real postseason Randall. Or how about I take postseason LeBron? <laughs> I'm just I'm just being a devil's advocate here because it does make sense. Get Randall, get Fournier. Maybe you don't even need another piece. To be honest with you, you barely need draft picks. It's just a matter of what the preference would be for the Lakers. But like in theory, doesn't that get you a championship in the window? You know I'm, I'm, just, it's, I'm, I'm just talking devil's advocate. You know why you put CP <laughs> in a tough spot? Because yeah. me and him, we may disagree on a lot. Yeah. But there's some stuff we agree on. And you know what CP is? He's well, a Julius Randle 
non-believer. Uh, <laughs> tell him, CP, you don't believe in Julius. Well, I so might not like, be able to go back like, to my preach. own show after today. He's like, today, amen, man. Tiki, preach. <laughs> go ahead. Look, I might not be able to go back to my own show after today, but you're all right. I, I, I do believe that, you know, listen, all the regular season hype about Julius Randle, it, it's warranted. He, he's great. He's played at an all-star level, mm-hmm. although he's, held, he's injured right now. In the playoffs, that's where the question marks begin. And now it's even a bigger question mark because we don't know the status of Julius Randle. Mm. I had uh, Steph Bond. He covers the team for the post on. We had, we had him on today during our afternoon show. And he said, look, the, the team is optimistic about him returning. But the fact that he's foregoing the surgery, it's, yeah, they're optimistic. But it also presents an opportunity for him to hurt himself again right. if, if he comes back and dislocate his shoulder yeah, again. The I, surgery kicks him out for the season? Is that the, is that- That's the fear. That's the fear. I, I mean, I could see that. Though. Well, I, I could see why you wouldn't want to have the surgery if you're yeah. if you're Randall. I so here's the thing about Julius because I don't think this is a contradiction from you and I at all. Yeah. The Knicks need Julius Randall healthy. Absolutely, just put that out there. Absolutely. As much as I may be skeptical about him in the playoffs, or you may be skeptical, yeah. we're stupid if we're like, oh, they mm-hmm. don't need him. They obviously need him. This whole thing feels very, very strange to me. I'm just being honest with you. From days after that injury, for there to be no update. To yeah. then have the update simply be, we'll call you in two weeks, <laughs> reeks of, they're not telling us what they know. Yeah. Well, and I'll defend the Knicks on but this. But I don't think I they know anything. I, I, honestly, I don't. You like, don't think they know more than what they've let on to all of us? Well, you just don't know how your body's going to respond. Yeah. Like, everybody's body is different. Right. Like, some guys right. get a hyperextended shoulder or an elbow or whatever, and they're out for a month. Other guys be like, yeah, all right, whatever. Screw yeah. it. Tape it up. Let's go. Right, so I think it's just different. Your body res- resists or accepts trauma differently. So they they honestly don't know. Do you think that? I think it could be a situation where they're waiting to see how it heals within that two to three week mm-hmm. time span. Reevaluate and see. Maybe surgery still is on the table. I mean, you hope not. But I, you're right. It is kind of sketchy. It's sketchy, and also yeah. like here's where I commend them though. The trade deadline's on Thursday. Like, they have no reason to announce to us as much as we may want to know or fans may want to know. They have no reason to announce to their rivals what the deal is. Right. Because I don't know how you feel about this. Randall being out for the season versus Randall being back in four weeks would change your approach at the trade deadline. I think it would a little bit. So why tell the world his status? So I'm not telling you he's out for the year. What I'm telling you is I'm very skeptical about what they've told us right now. Because I don't think they have any reason to tell us anything. And I think I wouldn't work under the assumption, oh, he'll definitely be back. I can't live like that, would you? It's a hard call, but I don't necessarily think that their approach to the trade deadline changes whether or not Julius Randle comes back. The Knicks have always taken a prudent approach at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. It was Derrick Rose. It was Cam Reddish. It was Josh Hart. They always try to get the guy at their price. And so with Julius, if he is to miss the season, it just depends on who's available. I don't think there's that guy who can equal Julius Randle's value and impact and importance to this team that you can just go out there and justify trading a couple first-round picks because they still have the bigger picture in mind. So I still think that the candidates will be a Brogdon, maybe it's a Burks, maybe it's a Clarkson, yeah. someone they can get on the cheap and just hope that they can uh, tread water till then. Yeah, I, I, we were guessing the other day, like what's the date he comes back? And my guess was final two days of the season. Because I think Julius, I respect him in that. I think he wants to play. Like, I think even if he's told you're better off having the surgery, like I get the sense from him he's going to be like, screw it. I just want to find a way to get out there. So my guess was final few games of the year. Yeah, I said the 23rd. That's yeah. the Nets game. 
In March. In so March. That's like March the final 23rd. three weeks right. of the season or so. I'm going like April 12th. You have to guess right now. Also a Brooklyn yeah. Nets game. All right, well, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I mean, but you, just, got, you think, I, you think <laughs> I give a crap? I don't know. It's like coincidental. I buried the next. Trust me, they're, they're already buried. <laughs> yeah. Order is restored in the city of New York. I love it. What's the date yeah. you would guess then? I would say or April. Uh, so I, I think April. You're with me on this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the biggest question is, is when he comes back, is he the same player? Uh, yeah. Because I don't know. this is the player who, before he left, he was a bully. Yeah. He's attacking the paint. He's yeah. getting to the basket. He's drawing fouls, right? Right. Now you become one-sided, right? Now you, you're down. You, you're non-shooting shoulder, but does that change how physical you are oh, in the man, game and, and, and how you brace the fall and things of that nature? Well, forget the fall. Think about the, the physicality, like right. the, the leaning into the guy. Now you're like, oh, that's going to hurt a yeah, little bit if second, I do that. Second guess. In fact, let me just let me just fade away here. Right. Right? And it's a different game. Then he turns into the bad Julius. That, exactly. It's almost right. set up to become that, uh, which is unbelievable. It's it's the key to everything. Like, I really do. I think that, and I give them a lot of credit because they won a lot of games shorthanded. The yeah. Indiana game last week, all the credit in the world. Yeah. The Laker game, look, they ran mm-hmm. out of gas and they were shorthanded again. But it's going to be difficult, especially when you see all the doubles that Jalen saw yeah. on Saturday night. Yeah. Like, that's just going to continue without Randall on the you floor. Need, well, you need another score. You need yeah. another creative score. It's one thing to have guys that can put the ball in the bucket. You got to have guys that can create on their own. And right now, it's it's there's not. Right, I, I love what you know DiVincenzo is doing because he's yeah. just jacking up threes, even though he made six of them out of the 15, six, whatever, however many he took. But at least he's taking them. Yeah. It forces you to defend them. Yeah. And so, but they need scoring, mm. right? And we knew it was going to come to a head at some point, and unfortunately it happened against the Lakers in a primetime game or at least one that everybody was paying attention to. So, But it doesn't mean that they're they're done. It just means they got to retool. Doesn't it make it yeah. more urgent? At the trade deadline, to me, it feels like it definitely does. I just think it's it depends on who's there, right? Mm-hmm. You're hearing names like Bruce Brown and PJ Washington. You hear yeah. about those guys today, but mm-hmm. none of those guys are moving the needle. Even even no. a even a Brogdon or a Burks, like those guys would be nice bench pieces, right. and it will help you get Brunson a little bit of rest on the bench by having some reliable scoring and playmaking in your lineup, but. I don't think either one of those guys are going to make the next path to the Eastern Conference Finals and beyond a sure thing. They still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I think the way I would view it with pieces is if I acquire a guy, is that guy playing in the final five minutes of a close playoff game? Mm. That's that's the key question. Because if he's not, then eh, he's here for the regular season. He's here to help you without Julius and maybe without OG Ananobi because yeah. who knows when he's coming back. The Knicks give updates on injuries. They are... They're like hockey teams. Right. Isn't that what NHL teams do? <laughs> Upper body. Upper body, lower body. We'll give you no details. And the Knicks give you nothing. That's why when OG first went down, I remember even saying on the air, ah, day to day, it's minor. Now it's yeah. been a week. It's a concern, man, because we saw him in the shoot-around against the Charlotte Hornets, and mm-hmm. they were like, well, he's going to be out for this game. Then they had the back-to-back, and you're thinking, okay, maybe he's back the next night. He's not there. And this is a play with injury history. Right. So that was what one of the concerns said? of the trade. What did they said? They said elbow day to inflammation. Day. Yeah, elbow inflammation day to day. That's the yeah. update. Yeah. He's missed about three games now. See, this is the That's... part when the Knicks don't tell you stuff, you get annoyed. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> I get it sometimes, but it's annoying. As a fan, you want to know. It is. It's a little concerning. But at the end of the day, look, they're 32 and 18. They're headed into the All-Star break. You get a week off. You hope that Julius rests up some more. OG heals up. Quentin Grimes heals up. And then they continue on in the second half, with hopefully with some bench upgrades uh, by the deadline. Yeah, so if you fit that test of can that guy play 
five minutes to go in a playoff game, which is just the way I'm viewing it, because then you're getting somebody that impacts your impacts your chances of winning, Mm -hmm. especially if you're going to give up a valuable first round pick. Like I'm only I'd only be willing to give it up if that guy can really enhance my chance at winning playoff games. If you're telling me we got a guy and with five minutes to go of a tie game in game two of the first round, you're not playing him. Then what the hell are we doing? Like, that's how I view it. Who fits that? Malcolm Brogdon fit that? Brogdon, reigning sixth man of the year. You know who mm-hmm. doesn't fit that? Who's that? See, I'm going to prove to him how much I watch KFT. <laughs> he's Don't obsessed. Say my guy, big money. No, I'm going to say it. He's obsessed with a certain individual. <laughs> who? You ready for me to tell you? Yeah. Once a Nick, always a Nick. He <laughs> loves himself some Alec Burks. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Am I, right? am I right? Absolutely. Get Buckets Burks, <laughs> number 10. <laughs> Is he on Get the floor? Get Buckets Burks, baby. <laughs> it, could he be on the floor? Absolutely. You know why? Because he was that guy here. He, he was, was a point guard of the Knicks before Jalen Brown. He had a different roster back he then. Was, but. He's a Tibbs guy. Once a Tibbs guy, always a Tibbs guy. You never know. What if the Ragu's misfiring out there, Dante <laughs> DiVincenzo, right. and you got big money Burks who's cooking off the bench. You might need him in there in crunch time. you have a relationship with him? I know. No, not at all. I, I, I respect bucket right getters. <laughs> he's he's with a the, bucket getter. He's, with he's, the, the, he's with the Pistons, which means he's playing <laughs> yeah, basketball he's and it doesn't yeah. really... He's carrying a band of bums. What do you expect him to do, man? Bring him back home so he can play some serious basketball. I think he is shooting like 40% from three. Always does. That. Always does. So you think Alec Burks, if you got Alec Burks, yeah. five minutes to go. 39.2%. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, dude, he hits his threes. I'll give him that. Yeah. And he's sort of a shot creator. I mean, yeah. a little bit. It, he can get buckets. Yeah. He can get buckets. Tiny bit. It, back in his prime. <laughs> back he's, his, a little, he's a little off his prime. So right. let me say, so yeah. they go get Alec Burks on yeah. Thursday, 257. Yeah. You're going to be, like, excited? Hmm. I'm not excited. I would say five, five on a scale of one to ten. like he's 35. Yeah. He's 32. I, but, just turned 32. But, well, no. Now, look, this is only my criteria. You don't have to agree with me. Yeah. But my criteria is, hey, does that guy play final few minutes of a playoff game? Mm. Oh, do you agree with that criteria? Well, my criteria is, is going to be this. I need someone I can trust. But also, what are you giving up for that? You're not giving up a ton. Right? You're not giving up oh, a ton. For Alec Burks, nothing. Yeah, exactly. you're not giving so, up a ton. So, so, you know what you're giving up? A KFTV hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Pistons so are taking back. So then, then it should be worth it then, right? It should be. Go get him. I'm serious. Look, whether whether it's Brogdon, it's Burks, or even a Clarkson, I think those guys, I can trust those guys more than a Miles McBride right now in the oh, spot. Yeah. And I like McBride. He's Jeez. shooting the ball very well. He's a 3 and D player, mm-hmm. but they need more of an engine. Not a finisher. They need a starter. Off that bench. I, I, that I, right, they need an right, engine right. off that bench. I think those are the guys. Yeah. I mean, Malik Burks maybe a little bit less, but Jordan yeah. Clarkson, Malcolm Brogdon, I don't think you have to give up a lot, and they give you that yeah. little instant microwave offense coming off the bench. That's what you your playmaker off the bench, which certainly helps. You need guys that you can trust. When you're going to go into the postseason, you got to take on the Miami Heat or the Cavs defense, or ultimately you get up to the Celtics. You need guys that you can rely on yeah. in a big spot while Brunson's on the bench. You don't want him back in with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter to play the rest of the game. No, I'll tell you the way Thibodeau's been playing him recently, and I get it because they're banged up. Mm-hmm. It's 45 minutes a night in the postseason. Yeah. Like, yeah, in the playoffs, they play 44 minutes. They're yeah. playing 43 as it is. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so he may end up having to play mid-40s come playoff time, which is a yeah, lot to ask. And I'm not even going to bring up his height because who cares? <laughs> but you're going to go through first round, second round. Your hope is third round, even though we know that's not happening. That's a lot of games playing 40 minutes a night. Why wouldn't that happen? Are you hating right now? Or are you, are you using like your critical it. thinking skills? Why wouldn't that happen? You want me to tell you? Yeah. Do you want to have this conversation? Absolutely. The, the, the good people of Knicks Nation are listening right, right now. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> I don't want to be a bad guy. I don't think I'm a bad guy. Okay. But I want to ask you a question. Yeah. You know he's the leader of the coalition of Nick Haters. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go next. Yes. This is not about Nick Hating. I'm going to have a basketball conversation. Yeah. 
So everybody, this is an independent BO. Well, I'm an IBO right, right now. Right okay. Now. Okay. And I'm talking to Tiki, who's a Nick fan, even though he doesn't admit it. <laughs> and of course, CP the franchise, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, yeah. you know him from Nick's fan TV. Very popular guy. I've got great respect for him. But we're gonna have a conversation right now. Everybody likes to say Jalen Brunson's a superstar. Yes. I don't know what that means because mm-hmm. I don't know how many superstars there are in the NBA. So whenever anyone yeah. says that, I hate to get literal, but I'm like, okay, well, how many superstars are there in the NBA? Are there 20? Are there 15? Or are there only five? If there's only five, Jalen Brunson's not a superstar. He's not a top five player. Would you agree he's not a top five player? He's in my MVP ladder right now. In my MVP ladder right now. Bye-bye, Joel Embiid. He's he's off the list. (laughs) He's gone. He's he's gone. He did this to us last week, by the way, CP. Just so you know. I have Brunson in number six. Really? Absolutely. So he's there. You have him as the sixth best player in the NBA Absolutely. Yeah. You have him ahead of Jason Tatum? Just accept it. Yes. I can't accept it. He just said he's better than Jason Tatum. I'm putting Brunson up there. I am putting Brunson up there. You ask his expert opinion. I did, yeah. Maybe as a a BBO, a biased basketball. (laughs) But you ask him his opinion, and he gave it to you. All right, I'm putting it this way. Who are you taking in a big spot right now? Crunch time. Jason Tatum or Jalen Brunson? No, I'm taking Jason Tatum. I, I, I am CP. Look, and that's look, not look, he's not... shaking his head in dismay. I mean, right Jason here. Tatum has led a team to an NBA Finals. Like, we, we're just ignoring that? He choked. I, okay, fine. He didn't play he well in the NBA Finals. Did he lead a team to an NBA Finals? They were a good team. I'm not saying they weren't a good team. They were a good team. Uh, of course. He was, a good, he was a big factor in it. Uh-huh. But they were a good team. You would take Jalen Brunson over Jason Tatum? In, in, a, in a big spot? Absolutely. He was not. Absolutely. In crunch time, I'm going to number 11 over many in this game. You know what CP just did? Yeah. He ruined my entire point. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He didn't ruin it, though, because I I just respectfully think you're nuts. And that's not a knock on Jalen Brunson. He's been amazing this season. But right now, you would take him over Jason Tatum, the best player on the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, who has a track record of doing things in the postseason? He's played on a better team. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. It's a team sport, Evan. I got. I, I like Brunson. Top four in scoring in the league right now. Twenty games of thirty plus or more. Yeah. Thirty points in nine out of his last you. eleven games. He's captain clutch. He's been his last year top three, top five in clutch scoring. Look, I love Jalen Brunson. Last week, I agreed with the fact that he's the new king of New York, surpassing Aaron Judge. Do you even agree with that as a Yankee Nick fan? Oh, you're in a tough spot now. <laughs> Jalen's the new king of New York. You can admit it. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting Brunson. <laughs> yeah, no choice. <laughs> all rise, man. And Judge is my guy. I'm, I'm putting yeah. Brunson up there. I'm, no, I'm putting him up there. He'll take it back. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Uh, take it back? Yeah. yeah. What's he taking it I back? Mean, I mean, the Knicks are not winning a championship. Don't say year. that in front of him. Oh, sorry. What the hell my would bad. you say that? My bad. I'm just they, saying. They have work to do, but your point was yeah. that they couldn't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. No, I think they right? can. I think they could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I have a tough time believing that they can get to the NBA Finals. I have a tough time believing they'll beat Milwaukee. I have a tough time believing they're beating Boston. You're right about Philly. I mean, what happened to Embiid, yeah. and then you're welcome, right. by the way, for Saturday. Because without Embiid, Ben Simmons <laughs> slapped him. <laughs> Slap them Philadelphia cheesesteaks all over the place. Ben Simmons. <laughs> For 17 glorious minutes. <laughs> Cleveland, I'm skeptical of. I think we yeah. all are. Yeah. 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 You got to be. because You know what? Yeah, I'm they are. They just jumped us, but whatever. They I were, got it. But they were so soft last year in that they first were, right. round. They were. Well, they were just, they're constructed poorly. That's what it was last year. They get two small guards. So yeah. 
And like eventually also, you just get dominated when you have two small guards and you're kind of ambivalent to defense. That's what happens <laughs> yeah. when you, in the postseason. And you've got bigs who are like, oh, no, Julius. <laughs> he hit me. Listen, oh, no. Mitch and he, he Isaiah Hartenstein me. dominated those guys. Yeah. Now the only concern is, are there reinforcements? Do they make them better when they become a full unit once Mobley comes back? Yeah. Garland just came back last week. They have Struess. They have Niang. They have some three-point firepower. And their defense has been steady. No doubt. Mm-hmm. So... You have to still look out for them. Even Miami, I still look out for Miami. 100%. You, you have to respect right. them. Uh, Indiana wants their help. No, they're a yeah. dangerous team. But I would never say to you, then I would be a hater if I said, oh, the Knicks couldn't beat those teams. That'd be yeah. ridiculous. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'd pick you to beat Cleveland. And a part of that is a bias from last year, what you guys did to them. I guess I'm still very skeptical of getting past Milwaukee and Boston. I think what's happened over the last few weeks is I'm no fan of Glenn Rivers. Okay, I think he's very overrated. That's why I don't call him Doc anymore. He's not a doc. He's not a doctor, Vinny. What the hell is he a doctor for? for a second, I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> but there's been this assumption of kid? now that Glenn Rivers is there, the Bucks will find a way to lose in a big spot because that's what Glenn has done. Well, so is Tom Thibodeau. Like, I don't think Glenn Rivers has accomplished yeah, but he didn't less. have the teams, though. He didn't have the teams. He had the one seat twice with Chicago. Yeah, that was a different. I feel like that was eons ago. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like that was a I mean, different but, era of basketball but, ago. But it existed. I know, but it, it it's not close enough to our current understanding of the game, or at least appreciation of the game, to be relevant. To okay, that. all I'm yeah. saying then is it's very difficult to say Glenn Doc Rivers is a loser and then pivot quickly to Tom Thibodeau's a winner. He hasn't done it yet. See, I, I don't necessarily think it's a Doc thing. I think the Bucks, as they're built, they're a fundamentally flawed team, especially on the defensive end. There's vulnerabilities everywhere. When you look at the point of attack, whether it's Damian Lillard, Malik Beasley, how does Chris Middleton defend on an, yeah. a, on an injured knee? Yeah, I think he looks cooked. They're yeah, not the same so team, so yeah. I'm not sure Doc can go in there and cure all their ills. They do have two of the best superstars in the game that can help carry them through their uh, their flaws. But what I like about this Knicks team where a lot has to go right, yes, but when healthy, let's put this team at, at full strength. Let's yeah. say Julius comes back, OG comes back. You have the star firepower with with uh, Julius and Jalen, even mm-hmm. though Julius is a, is a question mark. I think defensively is where things change for the Knicks with the addition of Ananobi. Yeah. They're better at the point of attack. They're physical. Right. They get after it on the boards. They scrap. Right. He can and switch. He can, he can cover switch. Whatever you, need, whatever you need. They he can, can get it. rebounds. Depending on what they do at the deadline, hopefully they get some bench help. And they have a little bit more shooting efficiency this year. With Ananobi and what DiVincenzo's giving you, you have efficient shooters on the corner threes. They are also efficient, at least Ananobi is, at the basket. That helps. And then in crunch time, if you can scrape and claw your way to the end, then you give it to Jalen Brunson, not Jason Tatum. You give it to Brunson <laughs> to close the show. And that's why I give the Knicks a chance. The East is kind of vulnerable right well, now. Well, the East definitely, you know, I was saying this the other day about this team versus the 13 team, the team yeah. that won 54 games. Yeah. That as a Nick hater, I'll speak as a Nick hater right now, I'll be honest. Before I was an IBO, I'm back to being a hater. Let's thank, go Knicks. Thank you for identifying your... The helmet you're wearing. I just right want now. to be honest. The, the way I viewed it, I looked at that 13 team, and I always knew in the back of my mind, you ain't beating LeBron. Mm. I always knew it. Like, okay, maybe you beat Indiana, which you didn't in that series. But even if you did, I got my ace in the hole to stop you. And I would agree that Boston and Milwaukee, and those are the only two teams I'll mention because screw Philadelphia, especially <laughs> now, I don't have the same level of trust in them that I would have in LeBron. Because even though the Celtics have been to an NBA Finals, and even though the Bucs have won an NBA title, even though we all know how they won that NBA title Mm -hmm. with the dirty Giannis injuring Kyrie (laughs) Irving, but whatever, they are not the same kind of reliable team of, like, you can't beat them. 
Because I can understand yeah. how you could talk yourself into beating them. Yeah. Which, with LeBron in 13, you never could. Like, even deep down, you probably knew that. Like, we're good. We're fun. 54. Well, we can't beat that team. And even in the regular season. That team doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But you knew it didn't mean anything. Yeah, I did. I felt the same <laughs> thing, too, by the way. Yeah. Because yeah. the following year, I think the Nets swept the Miami Heat. I swear to yeah. God, like 4-0. And I knew. I was like, this don't mean anything. <laughs> we faced them in the playoffs. They're going to smoke us. And guess what? They did. Yeah. But but you're right. They, I don't see any. Look, the Celtics are having a great season. They're a very I can't good team, put yes. it past them. Yeah, yeah. But they've shown since last year that they are vulnerable in the postseason. Who comes up clutch? Can Tatum come up yep. clutch? How will Jalen Brown do? You know, those just those guys right. are still important Smart's pieces gone. to the puzzle. Smart is gone. No doubt. He got his big tribute the other day. Nice video tribute yeah. and a standing yeah. ovation. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll get to some of your calls as well. 877-337-6666. I just read that the city of Kansas City last night was glued to the Grammys. Of all the cities in the United States of America. Why are you surprised by this? I'm surprised that Kansas City inns are so into their football team that they're watching the Grammys no, but what because else were of they a doing? girl dating. Seriously, what, else the- were, what else were they doing? It's a Sunday night, and you're like, hey, what's on? I oh, watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's flag football. Baker Mayfield won the MVP, by the way. Did Whatever it? the hell that means. Good for him. So you're not watching that. Yeah, but you like, say that about not, any city in like, America. Oh, wait, the Grammys are on. Oh, that's our girl. She comes to our games. So now I she's watch that. their girl? Of course. How many? She went to more Kansas City games than she did at any other team <laughs> in, in any sport, right? I don't know, man. I'm sort of surprised. The city of Kansas City was the highest rated city to watch the Grammys last night because they want to watch Taylor Swift yep. get a few awards and dance awkwardly. It was, all, it was the opposite of what we've been dealing with, I'll use the, 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 the phrase, with Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs fans were waiting to see Travis Kelsey. <laughs> he, unfortunately, is getting ready to play a Super Bowl. Now, so he wasn't there. Now, Tiki asked me and CP. CP, the franchise, is with us. We'll get back to the Knicks in a second. He asked us a very interesting question right before we were coming back. You can ask us now yes, on air. The question, and Sean and all the guys in the newsroom, Manny and, and Gallo, were talking about this. Go ahead. Who is the male Taylor Swift right now? Someone of that sheer popularity. Popularity. Males would gravitate towards him. And the background on this is Ryan Hickey works over at the network. Yes. Proclaimed last night on Twitter, Tom Brady is the male Taylor Swift. No, he's not. And he's not. No, no, no. Because there's just too much, like, non-love of Tom Brady. It's like universal love of Taylor Swift. Like, who is that from a male standpoint? And, uh, like, I'm only asking this because we need consensus like social media consensus because i have no idea i I think i have it and may fit right into something evan was talking about earlier i think it's the rock Mm. the rock because remember it's not just the wrestling Mm. thing who doesn't love the rock movies the acting stuff who doesn't love the rock right now (laughs) 90 percent of twitter no but they still love a good rock movie you know what before before cody Maybe. <laughs> maybe. B- BC Rock? Maybe. You know who ICP's thinking? He's thinking it's Jalen Brunson. Totally. <laughs> no, listen, I, I got Kelsey himself. Mm. You know, you got everybody wanting to mimic his haircut. He's yeah. got the number one podcast out of him and his brother. It's called Higher Heights or whatever it's called. 
I think we're being myopic. I think we've got to think about somebody outside of sports. I think his answer is probably the most accurate I've heard so far, that it is Travis Kelsey. I mean, is there a musician version of Taylor Swift, a male musician right now? I don't think think it's like that. I don't think there's an actor. I don't think there's a musician. I don't think there's an athlete. Because I think with athletes, like, they're hated by half the people. Pre-slap, Will Smith was probably up there. Pre-slap nah, Will Smith. That's a good call. Pre-slap. I, I, he's I think falling off the over. face now. Yeah. Oh, no, no. This was yeah. before, before. 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 Before the slap. Yeah. yeah. What about Harry Styles? Uh, Harry Styles is very popular. Harry Styles. I don't, I don't know. How many, uh, with all due respect to Harry Styles, how, a lot of people he'd fall on in Times Square wouldn't know it's Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. By the way, I'm one of them. I'm one of them, too. I just <laughs> took the name point. out. You wouldn't even recognize him. <laughs> you know his name. You just don't know what the hell he looks like. I don't think as males there's anybody, honestly. I just don't think there yeah. is anybody. I think that Taylor, and I said this when we were talking about Taylor last week, week before that. She is top three most popular woman in America right now. The only people that come close, in my opinion, and I mentioned it, Beyonce, right. who was there last night with Jay-Z ripping the grab, Ripping everybody. Which is funny. And he's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not. And should then, he have said it? No, but he's not wrong. You know what? He should have said it because here's the thing. It's his tr- He believes it, number one, so who cares? And number two, Beyonce could say all she wants or look all she wants of, oh, I didn't approve of that. Trust me. I think she was pretty damn bad. <laughs> oh, <no, no>, no. <laughs> I got it. Who? It's Justin Timberlake. Oh, screw him. No, no way. Right Are now? you serious? No. That guy's such a douche. Are we going, <laughs> Are we you going on hot Timberlake? See, look at his reaction. Look at my reaction. And you know that's not the answer. No, nah, it's not mm. Justin Timberlake. Are we going popularity or fan base-wise? Like no, of fans? no, no, no. Just like, like the guy who gives you the feeling like Taylor Swift. Messi? Mm. If he was American. I think Messi I think Messi's a good choice. Right. If yeah. he was American, it'd be Messi. Because yeah. But we've kind of adopted him now. Yeah, but as a honorary okay. American <laughs> who now. Miami. Miami. Who does he Miami. play for? Miami. Miami. No, you just know that because we just said it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I did I did <laughs> know who did he play for before? Before he came here? Yeah. Argentina. <laughs> it was his club. He had a well, I don't know, there's so All many right, clubs in point. soccer. That's my point. If he was American and he was as great as he was, it would be Messi. So but basically, the, ans- the answer is there's nobody. Snoop. <laughs> Snoop ain't the answer either. There is no male version of Taylor Swift. Right. That's what we've come to the conclusion. Uh, let's get to some of your calls. More with CP. Obviously, the trade deadline's coming up on Thursday. Mario's in Long Beach. What's up, Mario? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. What's hey. up? Nice to have Jr. there. Nice to hear uh, him. CP, the, the franchise. No, no, yeah, R. Franchise. no, 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 name right. Franchise. No, R. No, no R. Sorry about that. Yeah. You know, I would just what. Quick thing on the Nick game, and then I have a quick five things of who the Knicks should get. Right. The All Nick right. game is very interesting. The Laker game, you know, they would not have won the game if they did not double-team Brunson. They would not have won. Well, but won. that's a good strategy I mean, when everybody's good strategy. hurt. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not denying the strategy. But what I think, and, and you well, tell me Well, they won the game because they double-teamed Brunson. <laughs> but every single time, I haven't seen once the last time. Okay, so somebody else got to go score. And the problem yeah, is they don't have those right. guys. Oh, right. Mario, that's what, and this is a defense of CP when we were talking about where he ranks, that's what you do to superstars. When, <laughs> yeah. when there's a great player on the floor, you make sure that they can't beat right. you. Anybody but Brunson. Yeah. Yes. Now, my question to UCP is this, and everybody else there, is I think they would have been better off once he was getting double teamed to bring in Brock McBride. Because at least McBride can dribble the ball, he can score a little. They had three people on the court that couldn't even score worth yeah, a lick. You got really Hartenstein, you got, you got uh, the, the, that power forward, right? 
and you got a uh, you got you got three guys. The only other guy who could score was DiVincenzo. So that's that's what happened. They right, but think how. Score. But hold on, Mario. Think how small you are. Right. Think and, how little you are at that point. Yeah, and, I know that. But but if you can't, if you get double teamed, and when you pass out of the double team, nobody can dribble. You're going to lose the game. I'll take a chance. That's okay, why. But, but then you take a shot. You're immediately out rebounded, and if they you get stuck in a half court, you're screwed. Right. That, that's not a good answer. Right? It's yeah. just not a good answer. Yeah. Uh, McBride out there would make them incredibly small. And the thing is, I don't think there's a player out there right now that Tom Thibodeau trusts more than Josh Hart. Like, right. Josh Hart's not coming out of the game. But he won't shoot. He, he won't can't. shoot. Right. But he'll do the little things. He'll get rebounds. Mm-hmm. He'll play physical. plays respectable defense. That's a Tibbs guy. He's not going anywhere. What's funny about Josh Hart is you yeah. remember back to last year's postseason. That shot against Cleveland, memory, game one of that series yeah. – was one of the most clutch shots we've seen. And yet yeah. when you watch him shoot over the last few weeks and months, it's like, ah! And it's, yeah. it's almost It's impossible. like he's lost his confidence, confidence. It feels like it. Yeah. yeah. It's confidence almost amazing strong. to think that's the same human being who hit yeah. one of the biggest shots of that first right. round against Cleveland. Yeah. I, I joked about it on my show today. It's, you know, he's a high-octane player. He likes to get fast break and go pedal to the metal and, and put pressure on the rim. When you keep him in the half court, that's when things get a little bit dicey with Josh Hart. No confidence in his jump shot right now. All right, so here's the other thing. There, you got to have the fit make sense. What was so great about the OG trade is that it fit like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. It fit like a glove. Yeah, right. So there's one guy out there, and my concern is fit yeah. more than what he still has as a player, and that's DeMar DeRozan. I knew you were going to say that. Because <laughs> you agree with me? Yeah. It's just the, the fit doesn't do. mean meaning you agree you don't like him. I don't like the fit. Yeah. It's just that's the yeah, problem. I like, like I get the idea of, oh, but he'll give you instant offense. Oh, ball yeah. on his hands late in the game. Jalen's double, boy, DeRozan in a big shot. I agree with all that. He's not a great three-point shooter is what it is. He's excellent mid-range. He's not the same guy he used to be. He's lost a step defensively. But more than anything, it's not even all the descriptions of him as a player. Like, that fit, especially when Julius is healthy, it just feels like, eh, doesn't work. It feels like my turn, your turn basketball. Yes. (laughs) And the tricky thing about DeMar DeRozan is, from what we've been hearing based on all the, the guys on the beat, is that, they want to acquire a player with a little bit of time left on his contract so that they'll have some wiggle room to maybe trade that player in the future. DeMar DeRozan would be a free agent headed into the offseason, so that one gets a little mm-hmm. bit trickier. Would that be a priority, though? Like, I get the yeah. idea of having a guy under team control because I can use him in a said yeah. bigger trade, but isn't it more, does this guy help me now? Can he help right. me win now? I think it always has been with right. the Knicks under this regime. They've always tried to take a prudent approach with the guys that they bring in because they're always looking further down the road and making sure that whatever the move that they do make, right. they don't well, handcuff you. Well, it in, brings in the up future. the next, the next, the, the follow-up to that is like, is this a win now team? Are they trying to do that? Do you, does it yeah. feel like the Knicks are trying to do that? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get the OG trade. Fantastic. I get it. And he's a free right. agent at the end of the year, but the plan it, is obviously to resign. Right. Yeah. It, it's to resign yeah. him, but it, it's, it's, it was kind of like, all right, we got to do something now. Let's do something so we can win now. And so, I feel like they're in win mode, but they're they're. I also don't feel like they're being as aggressive as they should be if they're in win now. So it's I, a weird dynamic. It, if that makes is, sense, it is. I, I believe they are in win now mode. Yeah. They're just not desperate. They're they're not desperate to go out there and get Dame or you know that next piece. Yeah. It has to be right. But shouldn't they? If it's if it's not right, it's got to be the right guy. It's got to be the right guy. I agree with CP. Like it depends individual yeah. to individual, especially yeah. now when it's not fantasy basketball. Yeah, right. It's not two K. As they say, it's literally. <laughs> yeah. I play 2K all the time with my son, but it's WWE 2K. Yeah, of but when, whenever people try to make trades, like they say, they say freaking 2K, especially in the NBA, more than like baseball. Yeah, baseball, it's like, oh, that's a good, oh, that's a good hitter. You don't have to worry about fit. 
Like, literally. Yeah, yeah. Is he good? Right. Add him to your lineup. Exactly. I don't like that guy. Okay. He's just standing up and play. You're sitting <laughs> right. in the dugout. You're good. It doesn't matter. But in basketball, it's fit. So, like, DeJounte Murray, that's the yeah. other name. And my team's actually really involved in this, which is another story. Does he fit? Like, he hasn't been the same defensively since he's gone to Atlanta. Mm. He needs the ball in his hands. Yeah. I, I'm, like, kind of mixed about that. I li- I'd be more okay, and again, IBO here, I'm not being a Nick Cater in all seriousness. The Rosen fit doesn't make sense. The Jante, I'm more confused about the fit. More than DeRozan? More that I can see it working. Yeah. I can talk myself mm. into that working yeah. more than I could DeRozan. DeRozan, I know yeah. it's not a good fit. DeJounte, yeah. it's like, I don't think he's a good fit, but he's a good defender. Yeah. It's it, a reasonable, like, I can talk myself into it more. It, it's tricky with him, but the one thing I like about DeJounte this year is he's shooting the ball a little bit better, especially yeah. off ball. So it gives you a little bit of encouragement that if they did bring him in here to play him alongside Jalen Brunson, he could be a respectable outside threat for them. But you're right. It hasn't worked out with Trey Young. He hasn't really been mm-hmm. the same guy at an all-star level that nope. he was with the ball in his hands with the Spurs. And so that's another tricky fit there. It's not working out, out in Atlanta. Why do they want to move on from yeah, yeah, this quickly, too. This Cons- quickly. Considering how many picks they gave up. Right. And they're asking for two number ones. That's what you That's what they're asking for right now. Yeah. Two number ones at Evan Fournier for DeJounte Murray. They're not doing it. I don't th- You're I don't not doing it. it? I don't see no. doing it. Interesting. Don't love that either. Huh? Yeah. I'm so still it's, thinking it's... about this male version of Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me. T- you know what? Since you're thinking about it, here's David in Whitestone. He wants to help you out. What's up, David? What's up, David? Hello, guys. How are you? We're good, good, man. Wonderful. Good. Um, first of all, I'm getting really ready for baseball season. I know we're talking all different things, but I'm ready for pitches and catches. I can't wait. I understand. Um, but I'm calling, actually, about your Taylor Swift male version. Okay. And I came up, the first thing I thought of was Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Sean <laughs> <laughs> <John> Wick. <laughs> there are no bad John answers. Wick. First of all, well, hear me out. First of all, the women love him. Oh, you're being serious. Yeah. Second of all, the guys love him. He's a killer. He's, a, you know, he kicks butt, point break, he's surfing, I mean, whatever Bill else, right? He's versatile. And, he's a versatile actor, man. And, and, he, and second of all, he's a great humanitarian. People love that side of right. him. Right. No, he is a great, well, what, from all you hear, he is a great not going to make fun of him being not great visual enough. Yeah. Like, he's not, yeah. he's not, like, out there. Well, maybe that's, that is the male version. No, it's not. Now, hold on. No. Hold on. If you are a male... As, and then this isn't a knock on females, but yeah. if you're the male and you're the man, yeah. are you trying to be the man? Or are you just kind of just, you know I'm the In the man. cut. Just kind of playing, playing your, playing your I position. This, I remember this even when I was playing. I wasn't even close to being the man in the league. <laughs> I was in the cut, bro. <laughs> you knew I was there? I was there. But if you didn't, you didn't know nothing. I was in the cut. Keanu Reeves might be that guy because he's the male version of Keanu Reeves. Of of Tyler Swift is not what Taylor Swift is doing. Mm. Like, look at me. Look how many outfits I got. I'm in my underwear, my new album cover, like all this stuff. You put you're putting CP in a tough spot here because he's a big giant fan. He admires you. Uh, you're a big tiki guy, right? I love Absolutely. tiki barber. Absolutely. And yet, in your brain, you're like, what a schmuck. That's what yeah. you're thinking right yeah. now. Nope. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Only thing I will take tiki to task on, and I've been meaning to bring this up. Uh-oh. Yeah. The other night, you guys went on an excursion to, um, what's the place you guys call it? The Clays? What's it called? We don't call that, that okay. anymore. All right. <laughs> we just call it Barclays. Center. Okay. We, we moved on. Uh, Knicks and Nets yes. going on. Yeah. Knicks are putting in work. They're beating the brakes out of the team oh, in the fourth quarter. you two here? What's up with leaving early? You man? two? 
We, 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 you too. It's orange and blue skies, Stevie, man. We, can, we can't have that. Okay. It was a tie game with three minutes to go. So you weren't <laughs> even beating our ass quite yet. And yeah. tie game, three minutes to go. He puts his fist out and says, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm like, he's I'm joking, out. right? I'm out. And you, and you allowed this. Is, it, is, this, is this a culture in your building? <laughs> oh, no, no, don't is this, If this was my building, I'd say, hey, where are you going? Have a seat. <laughs> I can't force him. I can't put a seatbelt around him. So, But I admonished him. I don't like crowds. And I didn't want to be in the masses because it's a pain in the ass getting into the Barclays. It is a pain in the ass getting out of the Barclays. And I knew that if I left at the end of the game, I'd be, it'd be 30 extra minutes getting home. Maybe 40. By the, by, the, by the time. He's, he's got to come to a Nick game. By that's, the, that's just what it is. By the Knicks, I could stay. Yeah. Yeah. Tiki, you it's should the allow tunnel us. right there. You should allow CP, you have a problem with Tiki. Let me ask you something. You go to all these yeah. Nick games. You ever yeah. sit inside your car in the garden and eat a tuna fish sandwich before going to a game with the boys? <laughs> oh, you're attacking me? Yeah, I mean, come on. Thank you, Sean. Thanks you know for having what? my back. It's funny. When I go to Madison Square Garden, because as CP notes, I am a Nick season ticket holder. I always eat at the garden. Huh? You want to know why? Because I'll say it. I'm, I call the like it is. Better? Yeah. Their food's better. Let's yeah. go Knicks. Yeah. Dude, on the Chase Bridge, they got those paninis. You ever have those paninis on the Chase Bridge? No, I'm usually in the Delta Club, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Big timer. <laughs> Big time over there. Well, next the Delta time Club. The Daily with, Burgers, man. They're good, man. When you're with the riffraff on the Chase Bridge, <laughs> yeah. where I sit. They got these paninis to die for mm. at Barclays nice. Center. I, you know. Yeah. <sighs> By the way, I had to go home to my wifey. I mean, it's the Knicks. I know. But just finish it. Tell them the rest of it. That's why. I, she I had to watch the show. No, 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 no. I, said, I told you. Which I had one? to watch the show. It wasn't the show. I forget. Go smash into that hole right there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to uh, Lenny's in Levittown. What's up, Lenny? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Lenny. What's up, dude? Good. So, Two quick points, if I can. I think the only player that really makes sense to add to this team is Brogdon. Um, and the only reason I say that is because Jalen Brunson, to be the superstar that we hope that he is and the, the superstar that he's been uh, in, in this recent stretch, he needs the ball in his hand. So, like, the Murray fit doesn't make sense to me at all, or DeMar DeRozan. They're two. Yeah. For them to be good, they need the ball in their hands, and yeah. they need to be creating shots for themselves. Well, then that takes away kind of what Jalen Brunson is and what makes him so great. So I think Brogdon coming off the bench, alleviating a little bit of that <clears throat> necessity for, for, for Brunson to bring the ball up. Like, like the reason we lost to the Lakers was because Tibbs didn't want to play McBride. Yep. Yeah. Right? And we had nobody else to play point guard because as good as Dante is, he's not a point guard. That's not what he is. So I think Brogdon makes a lot of sense because he also fits the scheme defensively and he helps alleviate some of that ball handling pressure that that, that Brunson has to has to to, to carry. Um, and, and second point, if I can, the 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 thing that scares me more than our roster, the more than not having a backup point guard, is Tibbs. Tibbs scares me to help because he doesn't adjust ever. He has one way of playing. He makes no adjustments. Everyone knows how we're going to play day in and day out. And so far, it's been good. But when it comes to the playoffs, you see why a Spolster gets the best of him. You see why the Bulls, you know, maybe didn't reach, you know, the, 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 the mountains that they probably could have with such a great roster. It's because he only knows how to play one way. And he never switches up, ever. Yeah, listen, it's all fair, man. What I like about Brogdon is he's a steady Eddie, man. He's very reliable when he's healthy, right? Now he's healthy. He's 15 and 5, 40% from three on five attempts. You can trust him. Now, will he stay healthy if they get him? That's another story. On Tibbs, 
Look, get used to it. He's going to be the Nick coach for this foreseeable future. He's in year four out of a five-year deal. I think he's going to get an extension by the offseason. And is he, you know, and a coach that makes adjustments like a Spolster or a Ty Lue? No, he's not, he's not that guy. Well, that's a problem. I mean, yeah. look, we could all kind of make fun of De- Glenn Doc Rivers all we want, but in that series last year against Eric Spolster, yeah. we knew who the better coach was. And we yeah. saw it, not just based on reputation. We saw it. So, it's tough. Like, I agree with you. He deserves a contract extension. Yeah. Tom Thibodeau's done a really good job overall, but I think those are fair concerns about getting to the next level. Very fair. I just think that the relationship between Leon Rose and Tibbs, they're such a lockstep. And things can change in sports, right? One one minute you're in the penthouse, next year in the outhouse on the unemployment line. But I don't think the Knicks are at the stage yet where they say, are we a coach away right. from realizing all of our goals. I think they're still in talent acquisition mode. Tibbs is Celtic culture. He set the foundation, and the team's bought in. They're, they're not, you know, Tiki asked earlier, are they a win-now, all-in team? Obviously, you want to be smart. You want to play the long game. Yeah. I, I wouldn't suggest do something that stupid that kind of screws you in the years moving forward, but they are in this weird spot. I sort of feel this with the Nets, with your guy, Mikel Bridges, because he's your guy, because you're obsessed with yeah. trading for him. The last infinity stone. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> yeah, that set him all bad on Twitter, man. He was tight. Yeah, he, he was very tight. Well, I mean, Boomer this he's morning. Just, he's like, just jealous because it's his infinity stone. Well, because yeah. he's mine, he's not yours, and you're not getting him. He wants I mean, to what keep am I going to tell you? He's not going to your team. <laughs> like hoarding it like Dr. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the way, in, in all seriousness, I would be open to trading Mikel Bridges. I think the Nets, with where they are, have to be open to everything. They suck. Yeah. Like, I would yeah. listen on offers from Mikel Bridges. I don't think your team has the offer that would entice me to do it. And a part of that's a compliment. You guys are too good. Like, what do you, your first yeah. round picks don't mean that much to me. Hmm. Now, the Rockets giving me back my first round picks, that's appealing so, to me. Yeah. But yeah, but what, they could, oh, they can't trade the picks that they have from other teams, though. No, but they could trade our right. picks back right. to us. But here's the pressure I feel with Bridges that I can see you guys feeling with Brunson and Randall, and that's their contracts. Yeah. Mikel Bridges is a steal of a contract. Jalen Brunson, who has this year and next mm-hmm. year, is making $26 million. About that. Big that, steal. Big that steal. is Huge. nothing yeah. for a guy as good as he is. Even Julius, as much as we may agree in being skeptical of him in the postseason, he's making nothing. So the problem is when their contracts expire at the end of next year, you guys are going to keep them. I'm not saying yeah. they're leaving but you're going to have to pay him. And now all of a sudden... Yeah, but what's wrong with that? The the flexibility, flexibility. to do other yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. So when I say go for it now, I'm not certainly suggesting, you know, screw the future. No, but I think you do have this TikTok, right. TikTok it of, is. boy, yeah. I got to take advantage of the fact that I have these really good players making below what they should be making. Yeah. No, you're right. That that window is closing fast where they, they've got to make a move before they give Brunson the big bag because I think he's going to get northwards of 50. Julius Randle, what are they going to do with him? Are they going to trade him or extend him? And then don't forget OG, OG Ananobi. You're right. Mm-hmm. He's going to get northwards of $30 million yeah. here. I mean, his son, I mean, his agent is Leon Rose's son. Right. So before that trade was even made, I believe that that contract framework right. is already on the kitchen table. So they have that short window there. Uh, but what I love about this team, Evan, is, you know, four years ago, back in 2019, man, when I thought this team was going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and they didn't get them. I'm aware. I, I thought it was May Day here, man. <laughs> now you look at it in 2024. We got two all-stars in this town. You got Kevin Durant saying, don't give me any tributes. I don't even care about you people. Right. And it's orange and blue skies here, man. Right. It, and, it was, and it happened relatively quickly. Yeah. yeah. We're in a great spot. Beautiful, man. beautiful come skies. On, come on. You're straddling the fence. Just I ain't straddling over, any man. damn fence. Come on. Over. Wait a minute. Oh, no. You weren't at the Indiana game. I was when, not when, when you serenaded him with MVPs, <laughs> I was wondering what your reaction was going to be. <laughs> Let's go next. <laughs> yeah.
I will be there throughout the playoffs rooting for the other team, and you know <laughs> it. And I can't wait. But we appreciate you coming in. It's always good yeah, to hang out oh, with you. Always a pleasure, man. KF the thrill, bro. KFTV, I advise every Nick fan watch it. You guys do a great job. I enjoy watching you, even after wins, but mostly after losses. <laughs> the voice of Nick fans. We'll come back. Cinco de Fivo from Sean. It is 5 o'clock on this Monday. Cinco de Fivo with five, Evan five, and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's, try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, we're going to go with Super Bowl-themed Cinco's all week, so brace yourself, buckle up the panties, and away we go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you off of the Grammys. Everybody's in a musical mood today. Yes. In my opinion, the top five halftime shows of all time. All right. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go! Number five. Super Bowl 41. I wrote down the wrong one here. Prince uh, performing in Miami. In the rain. In oh, the rain. A lot of people believe that's number one. Like, I, I think that, and I'm not, I don't know if I agree with them, but I respect mm. it, that, that that showing, especially with the rain actually falling, yeah. Yeah. may have been the greatest halftime show well, ever. Well, it was great, but you also, like, he he didn't sing a ton. Like, he stopped. Wow. He stopped. Yeah. That's kind of why and he, he knocked like, it down. Can I play this guitar? Yeah. <laughs> and, he starts, and he's ripping the guitar, but it's like, dude, we want to hear your voice, Prince. The, the purple rain and the rain is great, but you're right. right. At times, it felt like a night with Prince instead <laughs> of doing the halftime show. <laughs> That's right. All right. Number four. Super Bowl 56. I went very recent here. It's L.A. It's the Bengals Rams. Oh, that should have been much higher. Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary Jane, an upside down, suddenly fat 50 cent. <laughs> I, I mean, I loved it. That was very yeah. good. It really hit my arrow. Who was the other? Someone else came out too. Uh, Snoop. Snoop. No, at the end. Uh, Travis Scott came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Much better end. than what Travis Scott did last night. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Super Bowl thirty-eight. Do you remember what Super Bowl thirty-eight? You got to tell me years. Like I, that's one thing. I know the years, not the numbers. Two thousand and three. It was Panthers and Patriots. Well, that that well, then I know exactly oh, what Kendrick it is. That's, it was Kendrick Lamar. No, not Travis Scott. That's yeah. no, no. Last uh, the L.A. one. Gotcha. No, oh three is Janet Jackson, yeah. Justin Timberlake. Not the time for a rabbit hole, Tiki. We're talking about a breast. Hmm. Okay, Justin Timberlake, <laughs> Nelly, Janet Jackson, more collaborated and more probably be known as the nipple great. Game. Yeah, that's you know, not great. Because here's the thing. I mean, who who even performed? I just told you. Nobody remembers except for the I, boom. Exactly. This is the I problem. don't remember the performance. I've gone back and rewatched. The performance is great, and it gets clouded because everyone went, oh, boom. Was she singing Rhythm Nation? I, I, I forgot what song she sang, but Timberlake <laughs> and Nelly were great, too. It was so many great no, artists. No, she's singing, I'm going to get you naked by the yeah. end of this song, and then he Wait, rips her I'm going to get off. you back. It's yeah. part of why I can't stay in Justin Timberlake, seriously. The uh, fact that there was What, did he no, ripped it off? Well, no. It no. just It felt like that event was all about her, it, it her, clouded, her. It clouded her career. It did nothing to Justin Timberlake. And it Timberlake. did nothing. Exactly. I think it's just unfair. I, I, I'm being honest. Right. I mean, geez, I like, when kept, you think of Janet Jackson, unfortunately, well, because you got me all, I'm all pissed off. When you think of Janet Jackson, fair or not, it's that. When you think of Justin Timberlake, what do you think of? Trolls. Stupid movies. Trolls. Britney Spears dating. You know, what do you think of? I, unfortunately, that's history, bro. You Google my name, the first thing that comes up is I went in my pants on Rent Live Radio, all right? That doesn't tell the story of my life. Well, I'm just saying that that's not fair. Just to be clear, you just compared yourself to Janet Jackson. <laughs> just, 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 just to be clear. that Great comp, by the way. Uh, you could have thought of anyone else in the world. You thought of yourself. Well, I'm, I'm a self-serving slob. Number right. two. Tom Petty, Super Bowl 42. Oh, come on. This one's personal. Tom but when, Petty? Guys, you what, know what? You guys his, are frauds What's in his here. song? What's his song? Yeah, tell me. Free Fallen. What's his song? Because I'm free. He's got, like, first of all, a million of them. American Girl. Tiki, 
look, man, I know you were in the building. When running down the dream and won't back down were played at halftime, every Giant fan that is listening right now knew the same feeling I knew, which is, we're going to beat these bastards. This was Super Bowl. 42. And he plays this great classic concert, and every song was like personally torn in giant comeback. I was there too. <laughs> I, I still that. watch that halftime to this day. And Do you not remember it? I remember how boring it was. <laughs> no, you guys are lost. Giant fans agree. You guys are lost. Sorry, L. Tom right. Petty. Number one. I, if they hate this list, they're going to probably hate number one. Yeah. Do you want to guess number one? Let me guess. Mary Some... J. Blige? Oh, he already did her. Someone who performed at a giant Super Bowl win. No, I'm not going to do Madonna. So, Madonna. Nope. No. Super Bowl 49, Seahawks, Patriots. It's Katy Perry. I don't remember anything about I don't that, one. that one. Either. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> Guys, she had life size beach balls. She had dancing sharks. Okay. She came out on a robotic <laughs> elephant. It was like the most unbelievable halftime show of all time. I'm done doing sickos for a week. You guys have it today and every day. You guys just stop. How is hey, it? When you talk about beach balls, I think about. <laughs> Don't think about Katy Perry. Careful. Uh, I, I do. I do not like it. I think about Buster Rhymes. Oh, okay. I don't know where he's going with that. You I'm, guys have no idea, but it's all good. No, I have no idea. I thought you were saying something else. I was like, geez. I, I'm surprised they didn't include J-Lo and uh, what's her name? Shakira. Shakira. Shakira, uh, Shakira. The, the only thing. That I, was some halftime show. It was a great halftime. And to me, you know what ruined that halftime for me? I'm going to be dead serious. Yeah, go ahead. Tiki, you were privy to it. What's that? BT coming on the air the next day and having a problem with it. Oh, yeah. What does BT have to do with the freaking Dude, halftime show? When the halftime for it. Why did he ruin it for because, you? As a father of a daughter, and I have two young daughters. You know, that's not the example you want. Yeah. I got news for you. I'm sorry. I have two young girls. If they grow up to be great musical artists, and they go up there, they have the privilege of playing at halftime, and they shake their ass in front of the whole country, <laughs> right. I'm fine with it. All right. I'm fine with it. But it really angered me. Matt, you, you're a red-blooded American. You wait, had a problem wait, 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 with those wait, wait. two at halftime? Yeah, but hold on. Hold on a second. You didn't put it in your top five because of opinion that a sports host yes. had? That is the only time I've ever heard somebody ruin a halftime for where it's like, I don't even want to think about this halftime because that that opinion BT had that day pissed me off so, so that much. that opinion causes you not these years later to say, hey, that's one of the great halftime shows? Because to me, no offense to BT, I don't give a rat's ass. It was a great halftime oh, show. What I respect where he's coming from. Fine. I thought the show was great. Why would that? Why would it, it just, affect you? It just soured it in the back of my mind. By the way, there's other great ones. Bruno Mars, whatever. Not everyone can make those. That BT opinion pissed me off. Michael about Jackson the was weekend. also left off the list. The weekend. Mm-hmm. The weekend was maybe the worst halftime ever. No, he was great. It's no. just him going through mirrors the whole time. Yeah, and the visual was James. cool. Man. The visual, your sister's ass. <laughs> Bruno Mars, the one here in Jersey, was awesome. Uh, my favorite visual was Shakira and J Lo. Oh my god! <laughs> I think that's my number one because most of these halftime shows. You know, and I said this recently, I got to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting there the you whole can't game. You just sit there forever. Right, and I want to watch the game, and obviously I want to watch the commercials. I'm into the commercials. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's entertaining. I write them down sometimes and then debate with friends yeah. which one was the funniest. So I'm into that crap. So if you're doing that, when the hell are you going to the bathroom? The only time you go to the bathroom is halftime. And so during the halftime show, it's like, eh, I guess, all right, there's music, whatever. I got to go. Yeah. And so I've watched it before. Like, don't get me wrong, I've seen most of these halftime shows, but I'm kind of half watching. Yeah. But I'll tell you this, I was not half watching when J-Lo and Shakira were up there three <laughs> years ago. Is it three years ago now? Uh, that was, no, that was the pre-COVID uh, yeah, Super Bowl, 19, so four or five years five, ago. Yeah. yeah. That was the Chiefs. LA, the last LA Chiefs was, L.A. was number one for me. Yeah. All I'll say this is, there was a lot of men who went to the bathroom after that halftime oh, show. Stop it, you dude. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Uh, Cinco de 5 <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Every day, 5 o'clock.
By the way, one uh, quick Disney observation. We'll get back to your calls. A lot of people are very opinionated on the male equivalent of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I do have a theory about Disney World. Which is? I know that a lot of people need the wheelchairs, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. I think 20% of the people using wheelchairs are, are faking, faking it so that Stop. they can get pushed around the park. Stop. It's a theory I have, yes. 20, I want to make it very clear. There's 20%? 20%. Obviously, 80% of the people totally wow. respect it, want to be classy, want to leave the monorail open for them, totally get it, I'm good. But I looked into the eyes of a bunch of people who almost looked at me <laughs> uh-huh. with a smirk of... And you were like, I know. Yeah. And well, you know that I know. <laughs> right? They're looking at me like, boy, you poor schmucks walking around, tired. I'm getting pushed, you idiots. Right. I got that impression. Evan, uh, do you want to remind the audience there might be a certain season ticket you have in town? Where do you sit? What was that? Oh. Where do you, where do you sit in a certain stadium? <laughs> I sit tickets? on the Chase Bridge. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, no, no. I'm not going to say which stadium, which season tickets. I sit in Section 225 of Barclays Center. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyhow, huh. I'm really convinced. Huh. And by the way, I don't hmm. even blame it because my wife was tired. I was tired. You do a lot of walking around that world at Disney. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually smart. I think and quite oh. frankly, if you could pay for it, like, seems like a good service. Yeah, but don't you have to, like, look the part? You can't be, like, strapping. I no, don't know. Man. Not always, man. A lot of people did not look the part. <laughs> and I looked at them with that wink of, I'm not mad. No, I'm saying, I'm if you, jealous. like, look like, I don't know, you just stepped off the, the, the basketball court. <laughs> what do you want to <laughs> fake a limp? <laughs> Is that what you think? Seriously. Uh, Are they Kaiser Soze? (laughs) Exactly. Because I tell you, man, you go to Disney World, you put a lot of steps in. Oh, tons. I mean, tons of steps. But it's a good workout. It's a good workout. You walk off the beer and the alcohol. (laughs) It's a good workout. It's a drink. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. You're working it off. Got your curls. Like, I thought the the best part about it, because even Sean asked me, he's like, did you get drunk at Epcot? Because I had a beer in every country. And the reason I didn't get drunk is because you have to wait on such a long line that it separates it a good amount of time. So I'm in Mexico. Here's my tequila. Great. Now I go to Norway. Long line. Wait. Yeah. Here's my drink. Now I go to China. Okay. Long line. Wait. And so it balances you where you're only drinking like once every hour and a half because the lines are so And people water. love to drink around the world. Well, how about swinging around the world? <laughs> I didn't see any of that while I was there. By the way. I had nothing to do with that. Let's go to Gary in Denville, New Jersey. What's up, Gary? What's up, fellas? Don't get me going on Disney World and those scooters. So many people are using those, and they're not even handicapped. See? Right? Hey, I'm on my side here. I want, yeah, I'm on your side. I want to talk about the male version of Taylor Swift. Oh, you yeah. know, if you think about Taylor being in the music industry, she transcends the music industry. Right. I got three people for you okay. in reverse order. One in the music industry, Bruce Springsteen. Eh. Second, in the, second, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And the first one, I can't believe nobody's brought up. I'm still laughing about Keanu Reeves, by the way. <laughs> um, the, the first one that is by far one of the most recognizable people in the world, Tiger Woods. I, you know what the problem with a lot of those, like specifically Tiger and even Bruce and yeah. certainly Jordan, they're not around right now. Right. No, and, and you're missing the thing. The idea is not just being like in the spotlight, it's... Like, pretty much beloved. Right. And squeaky clean. Right. And nothing, exactly. Nothing but, like, success and adulation and how could you hate that person? Yeah. Jordan, I think, had that when he was playing, by the way. I think Michael Jordan was beloved. As beloved an athlete as maybe we've ever had. And he's still beloved to this day. Yeah. For most people. But the problem is he's just not around. Like, he's not dancing at the uh, the Grammys. He's he's not visible. You don't see him. Yeah. It just doesn't doesn't. I don't think there is one. I, I really don't. No, I don't think there is one. 
I don't think there's one at all. Not in the same vein that we're obsessed with Taylor Swift. I got you. You might laugh if you think about it. Steve Harvey. <laughs> what? He's beloved everywhere. He's on all these shows. He's, he gets that the jokes on him sometimes. You know my favorite part of that, Tiki? Yeah. Is how he said it with such a serious. Right. I got it. Right. Steve, you know who I think it is? Steve Harvey. <laughs> oh, it's not no. Tiki. Think about it. Who doesn't love Steve Harvey? And he's everywhere. Yeah, but I think the, the, the side that we're not saying and we should is that Taylor Swift's like a sex symbol. You don't think Steve Harvey's a sex symbol? No. No. Unless you're 80 years old watching Family Feud. (laughs) So, I I, I don't know. It's got to... I don't know. Do they have to be real? Because I have somebody who's not real. (laughs) Hear me out. Fake character? We were just talking about him. (laughs) Jessica Rabbit? Oh, that's male version. Jessica Rabbit, by the way. Great. Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Get out of here. What? Uh, Steve Harvey! And and Keanu. It's not the worst. Now I'm yeah. thinking about Jessica Rabbit. Paul is in. <laughs> go, go, go leave then. Paul in Middletown. What's up, Paul? Hey, gentlemen. Um, actually, I got one for you that we're not thinking about. Who? Because um, Taylor's there because she's in the news. So, she, yeah, nobody compares to Taylor. No. Right, right. But if we go back to the Grammys last night, he's got a new song out, Billy Joel. Mm. Guy's been around forever, very popular. Just yeah. throwing it out there. He's also not a sex symbol, too, so that doesn't yeah. work either. Yeah. No, I mean, but you guys keep changing the criteria. Now it has to be a sex <laughs> no, symbol. No, no, we're trying to find someone who's exactly like Taylor Swift. That's Tiki no, changing there is the criteria. No There's no one exactly. Right now so, the, so let's just yeah. that can be an answer too. There is no male. There isn't yeah. even anyone close to being the male version no. of Taylor Swift. And with all due respect, Taylor Swift's Tiki not Barber a sex symbol. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I am not beloved. No. <laughs> but I, I, on, on a serious note, I mean, I, I'm, my, my my question is about a Super Bowl, but yeah. I just got to make a comment to Evan. Yeah, Evan, I don't think you should shave your beard. Mm, really? Why? You I think it looks good, or you just like I laughing just at me? You need to. I think you need to shape it a little. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to. Uh, guys, am I allowed to shape the beard, or do I just have to keep it growing until well, I lose this batter, Alonzo signs? I think we agree. Like you can, like even it out so it's not the worst, but the length of the the meat of the beard. Right. We, okay, well, we want to see it like come down. No, I agree, but that's not shaping. So I'm just answering yeah, you Paul's can shape point. it up. Well, right? yeah. I'll tell you what, you need a haircut. You need to get a haircut. Well, you can't get one. a haircut. What is that little curly thing on your head? Well, what on. is that thing? Well, hold on, Paul. That's that's the that's the that's the, <laughs> the crux of the whole thing. Is the Pete Alonzo non contract oh, is no. a haircut. Yeah, I started it with I'm not cutting my hair. It morphed <laughs> oh, into a no. beard. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just going to be an animal. And because be. he got cocky, because no. Pete went to a Rangers game, he thought that Pete was going to sign in the next 10 days. Yeah. And he bet his beard on it. I right. don't, uh, by the way, Paul, and thank you, SNY, for doing it up close. They do this every time. They love to move the cameras when we're talking about my hair to show it off. I don't know what the curl is. I I, I don't know. I'm going to try a new hairstyle tomorrow. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? Slick I'm, I'm going to slick it back. Nice. I'm going to be CM Punk. I think you have to cut it. No, leave the beard. He can't cut, cut it. He can't cut it, Paul. Until, yeah. Pete, until Paul. Paul until there's a contract with Pete Alonzo. He can't cut it. It's right. bet. All right, Paul. Paul now doesn't get All right, two bits. It All, right. All right, exactly. All right, let you. me get to my question. Because right, yeah. I actually, um, and I'm actually interested in Tiki's answer on this. Because I guess you can call him an NFL insider. Yeah. But um, and I actually called the morning show. So Boomer had an uh an answer. So about you this. know, actually, so he you had a good answer. Here's what I want you to do: don't tell us Boomer's answer. Ask okay. Tiki. And then we're going to get Tiki's answer. I don't want to hang up on you. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to compare. <laughs> no, but I Boomer's want your opinion answer. too. But that's yeah. fine. All right. So let's hear it. Go ahead. All right, so basically, you know, the NFL does whatever the NFL wants as far as games. We yes. go Thursday, we go Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I don't, I don't, I want, let's have the conversation. When are we going to move the Super Bowl from Sunday to Saturday? Like, I think everybody wants that. Don't you agree? Um, I mean, is the NFL talking about this? Do you have any insight, Tiki? I don't have any insight, and I don't think that they're they're going to move it. Would you do it, though? Would I? Of course. You like it? I think it would be amazing. Now, what Boomer say? Did Boomer say the same thing or I something think, different? I think the so, challenge becomes getting there. So what did Boomer say? Actually, Boomer said, and he goes, this is probably realistic. He goes, the NFL is probably going to go to an 18-game schedule. Oh, oh we there's know no that. doubt about that. That's, that's different. Though. So when they go to an 18-game schedule, it's going to move it back a week. Okay. And then that brings into, what is it, Lincoln's birthday, President's birthday President's, on Monday? President's yeah. week, yeah, yeah. And that's how you're going to get that day off. Everybody's going to get that Monday off, and it's not going to Yeah, but I think time. that, look, I, I appreciate your question, Paul. I think that's an inevitable outcome of the NFL. Yeah, the 18-game season. That we're going to have an 18-game season, and that the season will extend till President's Day. And it's been talked about forever. I remember mm-hmm. listening to Francesa even yeah. say that. So this it is makes, not... It makes sense. Because yeah. so much is done on Super Bowl Sunday. Even if whether you're there, because if you're at the game, and it's not a ton of people, but it is people from different spots, you can't get home. So you're off that Monday. And most people, if they're having real Super Bowl parties, they don't want to go to work on Monday well, either. In this post-pandemic world, half the people don't even work on Monday. That's right. And if they about? do work... It is so easy right. to work from home. Exactly. So I you might as well just have the day off. I don't think it's a thing anymore. Like, I really don't. I don't think Sunday night versus Saturday. Like, this discussion 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I would have said, boy, it makes a lot of sense. Right. I don't think it makes sense in a post-pandemic world where people aren't even working on Monday anyway. Yeah. Or they're showing up late and they're doing everything digitally. Right. And I also think, about, and I'll tell you why I think it's actually a terrible idea to ever move it to a Saturday. Even though I've heard this talked about before. Saturday is one of the worst TV nights. People don't really watch that much TV on Saturdays. No, you're doing something because you know you have a free day Sunday. For the most part. Yeah. Like, Saturday night is not a monster TV night. To me, there are two nights that jump out at me as TV nights for whatever reason. It's always been that way. Sunday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Those are like the two, for whatever reason, those are big TV nights. So why think, would you move the most uh, watched event to a I think, day that I think no one got, watches TV I think we on. got conditioned to Thursday by... Must watch Thursdays. Yeah, Seinfeld, was, Seinfeld, and Friends, and what was the other one that came out to that? It was Frasier. Oh, Frasier, yeah. something like that. Whatever. It, it was. actually was even Cheers before that, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So it's like yeah. we had to watch TV on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. But I think that's been like usurped by people wanting to go out on Thursday. So you don't even think like, that's a thing anymore? No, I think Thursday is a go out night now because it's like if I if I get banged up, whatever, it just happens. Yeah, one more I got day a, to get I got through. a day at work, and and to your point. About Mondays, nobody working. Nobody really works on Friday. The city is a ghost town on Friday, and so I, I got I disagree with you guys big time. About there. what part? And, and two it's, things. Go ahead. Number one, I agree with you on the Saturday. However, we're talking about the Super Bowl. We're not talking about throwing like some kind of random movie on ABC. I think it would still rate well no matter what day it's on. No, you're right. Number two. I understand because we travel into the city nonstop. We get it. Who's working from home when? We all know the days. We talk about right. Friday being a ghost town. However. Who are the type of people looking to take off the next day at the Super Bowl that want it to be a national holiday? Those are your blue-collar, 40s-guzzling, construction <laughs> workers, plumbers, all those guys. We're not talking about, no offense, the office workers out there that can work from home. There is a lot of blue-collar America that are the ones that are getting the most drunk on Super Bowl Sunday okay, that so can't take off on Monday. 
So that's why President's Weekend makes makes sense, sense for those people. They are off anyway, right? Yeah, so, it's inevitably going to happen. I mean, it's just it's not it's the natural order of yeah, where football's going. They can't justify having three weeks in between the championship no, games. No, no, and no. The, no. And the, this is a bowl season. Bowl. <laughs> no, no. We're going to get the. I mean, that's that's inevitable. We've heard about it forever, and it's probably happened in the next. But three I got to tell you, I have I've started to like read see these articles pop up about the the four day work week. And how it's just completely changed the mental health of this country. That it's good or bad? It's good. Like, people are, they're just, they're better off. They feel better off. Right. Whether they are or not, doesn't matter. But they huh. feel better off huh. by not having to work five days a Sean's week. got very excited. He wants to not work one day a week. No, I, I think it's a good idea. I think Tiki should interview our next program directors. And then he should <laughs> hire one baseball player. I, I like it. Jesus, I work with a bunch of lazy people. <laughs> no, I work I, with people look not you, Tiki, but so, really, Sean, how excited he got. So, I'm looking for people looking for ways to not Mental work. health is yeah, not important to you. We have the greatest work ever. What was that? I know. How, I how, how much greater would it be to only do four of them? Which is why <laughs> it's insane to hear this from you guys. Like, oh, I don't want to work less. Fine, go get another job. We'll replace you with somebody. Yeah. Actually, what is it, what does it have to be one or the but other? You, but you ever worked a nine-to-five? Uh, yes. <laughs> when? How old were you? How old was I? I was uh, 18 years old. What were you doing? I was doing radio shows. Waking up at 9 a.m. Oh, come on. I work a 9 to 5 right now. What time do you think I get in? Yeah, you get in early. But I'm talking about actually working. Now, I worked a lot of individual jobs. I was a movie taker once. I was a busboy once. But it was never fully 9 to 5 because I was doing other things at the time. Yeah. In school, I was working another job. So never a full, an official 9 to 5. 9 to 5 is hard. I get you. It's a, it's a grind. I have no problem with that. I have a problem with, uh, you know, Baldy over there getting all excited about him getting one less day to work. I'm not talking yeah. about everybody else. I'm talking about us. Hold on. I'm talking about this guy talking about getting a day off. That might be disqualifying for you for your next contract. Time out. First of all, I'm the one caring about Blue Collar America. You guys are like, ah, everybody works from home. But Number you're not two, Blue no, Collar you're, America. Hold on. Yes, it's, I am. No, no you're, you're not. not. You're doing a Tiki, radio show. Tiki was you're bringing up a ditch. people in America working four days a week, and you took it about yourself. We're not talking about I, you guys. You could paint me as lazy all you want. You painted <laughs> yourself if, as if lazy. If I gave you a hypothetical and told you the rest of your life, you can make the same amount of money but work four days or five days. You're not nah, choosing I four. I want to be a five days. Oh, you are so full Doing this job? Doing this job. No, I'd still want to do a five days. Oh, you gosh. I had every excuse to not work on Fridays. Seriously, I, yeah, I have another traveling. job. Yeah. I travel and I do games, and it's a grind, dude. Like I do my do the show. I see you travel. Do the yeah. interviews with the teams. Do the show. I'm sh- I'm shot by Friday night. Right. I easily could have taken off one of those days. I never did. I, and I never will. You're very yeah. unrelatable in this discussion. If you're talking <laughs> oh, about other guys. people who have like jobs that aren't as great as talking sports on the radio, right. I totally get it. I wasn't disputing Tiki about that. I was disputing you who couldn't wait to turn the mic on and say, oh, great, I can work four days a week. Huh? We don't work the normal job. No. We are lucky to have these kinds of jobs. Right. And it's you're like, I need jealous. to work less, you lazy bump. So, oh, you, oh, oh, you, you walk in at 1 o'clock anyway. Hey, oh, hey, wait, hold on a second. Again. Raise your hand here if you you used to have a Saturday show and gave that up. Oh, oh just have it? That was six days a week. Just, just to, to talk oh. baseball from your living room? Because yeah. you got to take your son to school does. What's on wrong Saturday? with that? Why practice? do I got to defend Evan for what? loving what he does? Wait a minute. I'll no. do six days a week now. So do yeah. I. But you sounds like you hate it. I don't hate it. I'm just saying if given the preference, everybody, if you ask them honestly and they have a microphone in front of them, go, of course they're No, no. Everybody, maybe, yeah. If you have other jobs like people listening, I can totally get it. We're talking about this job. Wouldn't you rather more time with your family? That's why I don't do Saturdays, but I like the five days a week. Oh, so you wouldn't rather four days and be able to get three days with your family? They're so desperate to win this argument. You're not winning this argument. You're lazy, both of you.
That's oh, don't, don't even go there. I will Because nobody there. puts more hours in this building than me. You talk sports. Know, but to be seriously. fair, Lugie won't move more than 15 minutes away from the building. That's how they <laughs> That's, That's a good point. Yeah, you don't count here, Lugie. Uh, let's go. <laughs> good talking to you. Let's go to Adam and Center Reach. What's up, Adam? What's up, Adam? What's up, guys? First of all, this would be a great opportunity with the uh, Taylor Swift stuff for the Buchanan guy to call in. <laughs> give that suggestion. That's a good point. Oh, Buchanan, Buchanan. But, Buchanan. Uh, but no, I've got to. And I, and I think some people really miss the assignment with wide appeal. Like, Springsteen is great, but, like, wide appeal? Yeah. No. So so here's my two. Uh, the, the second one's better than the first one. First one, Ryan Reynolds. Guy's everywhere. Yeah. He is. People love Deadpool, but he's in all sorts of commercials. If you know about the Wrexham thing he right. did, guys everywhere. Yep, he's got a production Second company guy. now, Mint Mobile, which they Mint bought Mobile. the parent company. Like, he's crushing it business-wise. Mm. I just don't think Second. everybody knows all that stuff. Second one, and I think this one might be better, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> guys everywhere, younger people love him, older people love him, like guys like me in their 40s, yeah. like Snoop Dogg. He makes movies. Right. So the L.A. halftime show. So the L.A. halftime show was it for you, right, Adam? That that was uh, eh, yes and no. Well, yes and no. Uh, why? Why not? Why the no? I love it. I, I don't really? know. I, honestly, I I think maybe uh, Bruno Mars. Honestly, was probably my favorite halftime. Uh, you like ballads, then? You know what the real test though is like. We brought this up because I mentioned this about a half hour ago. The TV ratings for the Grammys are slowly starting to come out. And one thing I read on social media, I think John O'Rand, I think is his name, who does the the sports media stuff, said that the city that viewed the Grammys at the highest percentage was Kansas City. And I'm like, holy crap. So Chief fans felt such a loyalty mm-hmm. to Travis Kelsey that they're watching the Grammys. Travis, Travis Kelsey's girlfriend. For Travis Kelsey's girlfriend and Taylor Swift. That's the power. Yeah. So think about that test with any other person you said. Would you actually watch something that you're probably not that interested in mm-hmm. because the person you love so much right. is dating someone from a complete opposite field? Like, I don't know. Well, it's not even that. It's actually by extension. So whoever we're talking about, whoever they're with, you'd have to watch whatever they're doing. You know what I mean? So say Ryan Reynolds is, uh, who's he, who is he married to? I don't know. That's the thing. He is married to Blake, Blake Lively. Lively. So yes. if Blake, if you're a Ryan Reynolds fan. Blake like, Lively, isn't she we're, friends with Taylor Swift? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So let's, let's say that we love Ryan Reynolds. And whatever Blake Lively is doing, we're now compelled to watch yes that's the equivalent i do think and, and i forget who said and i don't it. think it's that way no i don't think it is either i forget who said it maybe one of you guys or a caller brought up dwayne johnson brought up the rock the rock i think was it you sean yes it was mr lazy i think that that's the great answer except the fact that i don't know if you guys noticed this but he's being lambasted on yeah. social media because of a wrestling angle which right. is really all it is right <laughs> Like I'm being honest with you, that's what's going on. So by the main, by the, the the base that should be supporting him most, they're 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 killing him. They're very upset. Right. In fact, I'll just give you a quick update. And by the way, do me a favor while I explain this, Lugie. Can you call Al Dukes because I need to ask him something on air? Very important. So call Al Dukes right now if you don't mind. I appreciate it. So The Rock, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> showed up on SmackDown on Friday night. And Cody Rhodes, who had won the Royal Rumble, all scripted its WWE. Basically, it appeared to relinquish his chance at main eventing WrestleMania 
to hand it over to The Rock. Yes. And so I know I watched it on the plane ride going down. I was like, oh, this is awesome. We're finally getting Rock Roman Reigns, okay? I did not watch this, but I heard about it. You heard about it. My seven-year-old Jet loved it, too. He's excited. Oh, great. Rock Roman Reigns. It makes a lot of sense. Everybody was excited, at least I thought. But what I then realized is that big wrestling fans are upset that they feel it's Cody's time. It's Cody's time. Why is The Rock stealing your spot? So over the last three days... The Rock has been just completely lambasted on social media. Yeah. He stole Cody's spot. He's a bad guy. So, so. This is this is for the title. This is for the title. So I have a very important question I need to ask Al Dukes. Well, I, I know the story. Keep going. That's the story. Go but here's the follow-up. Joining us right now, the fine producer of Boomer and Geo, Al Dukes, who's in Vegas right now. Uh-oh, I guess he's not there. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, hi, Al. How's it going? I'm here. Oh, hi there. I have to ask you a question. Sure. You don't, like play golf right you don't play golf a lot uh i don't but in fact i'm actually at top golf at this very moment oh very uh, cool all right it's, it's not going well but <laughs> yeah i don't i don't play golf. and you also don't gamble very much right uh correct don't so, gamble very much so you have a lot of free time on your hands uh-huh so i just set up the whole story about what happened between rock and cody Rhodes, and how people are freaking out about it <laughs> well on thursday at four o'clock your time seven o'clock our time there's an open to the public press conference in which okay. The Rock, Cody Rhodes, like all the wrestling guys are going to be there. And since yeah. you don't have a lot to do, I'm just yeah. asking as a favor, obviously. You don't work for us, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, would you mind going to that press conference and asking <laughs> some hard-hitting questions about what's I'm going on? press conference? No. <laughs> uh, what time is that press conference? Four. It's, Four o'clock. Four o'clock your time. Yeah, Four o'clock my time is seven o'clock my, my real-life time. But you know what I'm saying? But you'll be Four adjusted o'clock. by then, right? No. <laughs> I'm getting my alarm goes off at 12:30 at night to go to work. Okay. Going to, plus, Boomer keeps telling me once a couple days in, like it's impossible to get around here, even if it's not far from where I am. Oh, really? So yeah. you're not you're Very not in, you're not interested? Yeah. I mean, you could ask anything you want. If you wanted to ask Rock yeah. about that Jimmy Snooker, Roddy Piper, coconut uh, angle, you could ask about it. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. If this was like a 1980s wrestling uh, convention, I'd be interested. All right, let me try one more thing. What if okay. I told you that this request isn't really coming from me? It's coming from somebody else. Would you like to tell? <laughs> would you want me to tell you who's making the request? Who's making the request? Yeah, the architect is making the request. Does that? He doesn't want us talking to wrestlers. <laughs> I think he does. Ow. They, we, they did an hour show. A 45-minute show last week. Well, 6 o'clock. It doesn't really count that much. But if I told you the architect says, yeah, it'd be a good idea. Al should go down, maybe ask The Rock some hard-hitting questions. You're still not interested? No, I'm not even going to get near The Rock. I'm sure it's going to be total chaos. All right. I tried. Mm-hmm. Listen, I tried. I, pre- I yeah. appreciate you even uh, considering it for the five seconds that you considered Yes, it. I did for, Al, for you, a few if you were If then. you were younger, would you have done it? If you were in your 20s? Yeah, if I was younger. Yeah, yeah. If you were producing Ron and Fez and I was Fez, <laughs> would you do it? Yes, I would. Okay. I would have. Now we know how he feels about you, Evan. Are you having fun in Las Vegas right now? Uh, so far, not really, but uh, this top golf's not terrible. Good. If you're but, bored, um, if you're bored, let me know. Cause, uh, okay. The Thursday, maybe I'll reconsider. Thursday, yeah. 4 o'clock. Thursday, 4 o'clock. <laughs> Thank All you, right. Al. Thank you, Al. We appreciate it. Hit those uh, balls straight or whatever they do. <laughs> okay, you got it. Right. Oh. I, I gave it a try. The great right. Al Dukes. Because they're having a press conference on Thursday. <laughs> so we figured maybe somebody will ask some hard-hitting questions. Now, this is open to the public. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's, it's a credentialed media event. I think it's open to the public, but if you have credentials, you'll be able to ask questions. Mm. 
See, I love Al. He's great. He's one of the great all-time producers of all time. I really mean that. But I also think at this point in his career, he's just done. Yeah, he's like, yeah. especially how, for Ross, he's not help helping. Me? How does that help it ours? Does. How does it help my show? How does that help my primary job? It wouldn't help his show, but it would help him more than it would help us because he'd be hilarious. <laughs> right. Like Al Dukes would take over the press conference. Yeah. And so I think news outlets, especially wrestling news outlets, would view Al Dukes as like a hero. <laughs> now, that may not mean anything to him. It probably doesn't. That's the beauty of him. I think he's just, he's done. He doesn't yeah. want to do this crap. But I thought it was worth a try. Eh, it was a good shot. So we do not have an intrepid reporter in Vegas to ask the tough questions Sean, about. Sean, you want to go to Vegas? Sure, I'd go and ask the Rocker question. Right, would you, what question would you ask him? Why'd you steal Cody Rhodes' spot, you bastard? <laughs> yeah. Are you in this for the long haul, Rock? Or are we just doing this for a one try only and wasting Cody Rhodes' time? Good follow-up. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, real I, wrestling fans want to know. That's uh, Dude, this is a huge controversy. I, I hear. And I have remained silent on it. I didn't tweet anything about it. I said, you know what I'm going to do? At 6.05, we will address it. So at 6.05, <laughs> coming up in about 30 minutes, we will address what we think should happen and if the wrong rock is an evil bastard for stealing Cody's spot. All right? Mm -hmm. You have an opinion on it. I know you do. I do. I already okay. know the storyline. He knows the story. He's got the TMZs picked it up. We will address it coming up in about a half hour. But first, much more important things to talk about, like Jameis Winston. Wilson is in Hoboken. What's up, Wilson? Hey, what's going on? What's, um, what's up, Wilson? I heard a report out of the – what's going on? I heard a report out of the Senior Bowl that the Giants are more likely to add a veteran QB yep. than draft anybody yep. to compete with Daniel. What do you think about a guy like – Jameis Winston. I feel like he kind of got screwed in New Orleans. He's better than Derek Carr. Um, I'd much rather a guy like him come in where if Daniel goes down or if Daniel just thinks it up again, there, there's starting experience and there's just a little fire in the guy. By the way, yeah. Wilson, I, but before, before Tiki answers this, the top of the show right at 2 o'clock, you can rewind on the Odyssey app. We had a very heated discussion about this. I think it's a mistake to add a veteran quarterback to compete with Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. I would draft my future. And Tiki was so upset, he uttered lines such as, that's not how you build a team. You build a team ass first. <laughs> Things like that. So I advise anybody, if you want to hear that uncensored, you could rewind it on the Odyssey app. We did have a very heated discussion about it. But it is true that there is buzz of the Giants going after a veteran quarterback as opposed to drafting one. Tiki is more on that side. Yes. But would you be intrigued in James Wilson? Gardner Minshew are the ones that I thought to mind, brought to mind. I, I, I didn't realize Jameis was a free agent. He I is, guess yeah. he is. Yeah. Um, the problem with Jameis is, is that he ha if, if he has to play, you know what he is. He is a risk-taking, big arm, high reward, but high risk type of player. And so you might get, let's say in 15 games, you know, 25 touchdowns, but you're also going to get 20 interceptions. So I, I don't know if that's what the Giants need as they're trying to build stability. Because right? we know what Brian Dable hates, which is dumb throws. Yes. <laughs> and he's, I and like James, he's the king of that. I was going to say he's the king of exactly. I mean, I think he played in two games this year. And he only threw like six passes when he had like two interceptions. I got to look up the stats. More of your calls coming up next at 877-337-6666. I admit, even though I'm not a soccer fan, I was pretty excited to hear the news that we beat out Dallas and that New York, New Jersey is going to host the final match in the World Cup of 2026. And I was reading an article in The Athletic detailing like the battle that took place. Yeah. 
you know, Jerry Jones was battling. The governor of Texas was battling. They really wanted it right. at that monstrosity down in Dallas, Texas. And we here in New York, New Jersey, because it, it really is New York, New Jersey. I know people mock it, but the games in Jersey, everything else is in New York, if we're being honest. Yeah, people will, will be staying in New York. Yes. They will be going to the restaurants. Actually, they'll probably go to a lot of restaurants in Jersey because there's some great ones out this oh, way as well. But it's New, it's New York City. But it's New York yeah. that the attraction, the tourist attraction uh, is, um, despite being a New Jersey resident. I understand that. But it's the stadiums in New Jersey. And the stadium sucks. And <laughs> I'm not excited about the World Cup because of the stadium. I'm excited about the World Cup in this area because it's good for us. It's good for New Yorkers. It's good for those in Jersey. And it's a reminder that no matter what people like to say these days, we are still the best. We're still New York City. Do we have our flaws? Absolutely. Is it still sort of disgusting? Yeah. Is it fun going on the subway these days? Not really. I'm not going to wax poetic about everything, but I'm damn prideful. Right. So I'm happy we got it. I'll be into the World Cup when it happens, but I'm glad in the biggest city in this country, in the greatest city in this country, greatest city in the world, that if North America is hosting the World Cup, that the final game is here. New York, New Jersey, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. Is here. So I'm happy about it. I know you as a soccer fan must be thrilled too. I wonder what infrastructure upgrades are going to happen. <laughs> At the stadium? Well, the first thing they're no, going to no, do. No, 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 no. Transportation oh. and everything else. <laughs> like, the, the subway's going to get clean and bright. Oh, gonna, you think <laughs> so? You ever been to London or even Japan? It's like the subway's like pristine. It's so like, you think we're going to clean everything up just know. for that? I don't know. I would love I would love if it if they did. Well, I think the the number one thing that jumped out at it's the really football lighting, fan. by the way. Lighting makes all the difference in the world. What do you mean? Yeah, cleanliness helps though. Yes, but if it, if it's clean, right. if it's light, you have to You're talking about the subways? Yeah. If right. it's lighted, it's lit, well, you have to clean it. Yeah. Cuz then you really see it dirty. How about both? How about you clean it up yes. and you give us better lighting? Right. I think a lot of football fans are excited about the idea that they're going to install grass mm. For the World Cup final. I'm but interested that, about this, though. But that doesn't mean, just because they're going to put grass for the final, doesn't mean that grass is going to be there permanently. No, and just just for clarity, because I didn't realize this until we talked about it before the show, there are eight games that are going to be played there. So a couple of the qualifiers, not qualifiers, whatever, the, the, the lead-ups to the, the pool play. The pool play, and then ultimately the final game. And I'm assuming that it's going to be like Trey's. Like they used to have back in in the day. I don't know how else you're putting grass there, unless because you're not going to grow grass. Well, you know what they're doing in Vegas for this weekend. What are they doing? Like I think they're growing it. They have it on a tray and then they move it inside the stadium prior yeah. to the game. Yes. Like we're advanced enough where we could do crap like that. Yeah. Well, I only bring that up because what year was that, Sean? That the Giants did this? Was it? Oh, two, three. With the, gra- with the right. grass? The trays. The trays. That was 2000, dude. And it became painted mud. That was Wellington right. Maris thing. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. So that early 2000s, the Giants tried this. But it was it didn't work. And eventually there were seams. Like you could see the, the, like the trays. Like mm-hmm. Instead of seeing dirt, you're seeing trays. <laughs> it just got chewed up and, and uh, it was gross. And it actually was probably more dam- uh, dangerous than the AstroTurf. And so the execution of trays is delicate. 
So it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Well, but it also doesn't mean just because grass will be there for the World Cup final that grass is going to stay there for the Giant or Jet season. And I think that's kind of a thought that some football fans have had that, oh, yeah. this is great news. This means that we're going to finally get grass at MetLife Stadium. It doesn't mean that at all. No. It just means they're going to install it like right. they have in the past for other friendlies that right. occur in and soccer. So the challenge with, with trays is that where, where do you store them? Like if you're going to – the reason that there's MetLife is not a – grass stadium all the time is because there's too much stuff that goes on in there like the concerts and the all the issue all the things the conventions etc that go on there you can't just have you gotta have astroturf otherwise the groundskeepers are they're working too hard and so if you use trays which can work you got to store them somewhere so in 2000 when sean was we were just talking about the trays are stored in the parking lot right right which in theory sounds great but once you get to, like, November, it's now exposed to the elements. Right. L- luckily, they have this in July, so yes, it'll probably exactly. go over well. So it, it'll be fine. Yeah. But for those that think, oh, they can do it at the World Cup, why can't they do it for the entire football season? Well, that's why. Yeah. Taking care of the grass, it's it's hard. You know, like, where do you store it? Also, if they wanted to do what they're doing in Vegas and what they did in Phoenix— the way they position MetLife Stadium, if you were to roll the grass out, like if they figured out a way to fix that, I'm sure they could. One way you hit train tracks, the other <laughs> way hits the stupid racetrack. Yeah, yeah. Why they had to position it that specific way, yeah, with the, you can't with the even tunnel. do the rollaway grass. Yeah, with yeah. The tunnel. yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's such a dumpy stadium. But I'm yeah. glad we got the World Cup final. Yeah. And you know what? I think I may go. You're thinking go? about it. Yeah, I think I may. I don't know how I'm going to get tickets. It's probably going to be madly, madly expensive, but that's an event. Yeah. That's a big event, and that's one of those events and that I here. know it's here, and if I don't go then, right. I'll never see one. Like, that's the reality. Like, see, I'm more likely to go to an international one at some point, so I, it, that doesn't apply to me. Are but you it's, kidding me? It's here. You got to go. What a flex, Exactly. And it's such a flex. I may go to well, Ireland when they have well, it, no. so I'm good. I just like soccer. You guys don't like soccer. You could give, you could care less. Yeah, but wait a second. I don't like soccer, but I do understand and respect the World Cup. And I do find it in. Like, I try to yes, watch but it. But you don't like happens. soccer enough to travel for it. No, I would never. Exactly. I wouldn't so travel like 45 minutes for I it. I would go to London to go watch a. In fact, Gallo's doing this. Gallo is doing this at some point in the Anthony next Gallo, one of our great digital yes. men. Yes. He's going to London yeah. to go see a soccer match. Why are you so admired by that, but you're not admiring me going to London to see the Mets? You don't seem to have that much excitement ah. when I tell you that. Yeah. And more importantly, yeah. if the World Cup final was in Brooklyn, would you leave with three minutes left? Uh, <laughs> it depends on what the score was. Wait a second. And it depends on who was playing. If you go to the World Cup final, because I'm going. I'll tell you right now, yeah. I'm going to try to get tickets. As soon as they go on sale, I'm all over that crap. And let's say I have an extra ticket. Mike, come with me, Dick. Yeah. Though you love soccer, maybe you could explain <laughs> it to me as I'm watching it so you can tell me what the hell's going on. Are you going to leave with a few minutes to go? No, I'll, I'll stay there. What about you. stoppage time? Uh, Are you going to leave before the stoppage time starts? Well, I mean... We saw with these international competitions, in fact, the last World Cup, that stoppage time became like an extra period. No, I know. And so instead of being, ah, it's like six or seven minutes, it was like 20 minutes of stoppage See, I time. I wouldn't know when to leave a soccer match. I'd be confused. <laughs> oh, the game's over. Oh, wait, there's stoppage right. time. And God forbid that it's tied because they can't have ties. Yeah, so yeah they have it, shootouts. No. Yeah, they do. No. They, they don't have shootouts. They have 15-minute periods. And then they have a shootout. But there's two of them, so you're guaranteed 30 extra minutes. Oh, they have two, and then they have the shootout. If it's still tied. I yes. remember when Argentina won the World Cup in a shootout. You guys remember that one? 
Yes. <laughs> no. It was Messi and Mbappe in the finals. Was the last, it? The last World Cup. Oh, it was awesome. la- you know what? Yeah. I wasn't even thinking of that one. I was thinking of one from like the 90s. But no, yeah, I'm talking about right. the, the most recent yeah. one. And the only reason it was anybody, awesome. The only reason anybody remembers that is because it happened at 1230 before an NFL Sunday it, kicked off at 1. Right. It bled right into <laughs> the games at true. 1. It did. It's so funny. Now I it's going to be. I forgot that. It's and now true. it's going to be in the middle of July. Uh-huh. Like this final is it. And speaking of turf, we have one team in the NFL bitching about the Super Bowl. Uh, goodbye, SNY. The San Francisco 49ers reportedly are upset, according to CBS Sports, that the field turf, it's actually real grass that they're using at UNLV. They put grass down above the artificial turf Mm -hmm. at the practice facility, and that's where the Niners are practicing at the Super Bowl, at the UNLV practice facility, that they think the grass is too soft for the team to practice on. And they're considering practicing elsewhere. Too Too soft. soft. Uh Uh-oh. Two pieces. Oh, All right, geez. so don't re- you can pick and choose what you want to react to after, one by one. Number one, OG Ananobi already ruled out for tomorrow night's game versus Memphis. Yeah, this is yeah. becoming a thing, by the yeah, way. Yeah, this Panic is a, swollen, or a swelling on the elbow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not so much. Number two, the Giants have hired their defensive coordinator. Oh, no, nice. Diana Rossidi is reporting the Giants have hired. You were saying Diana Rossidi? I was like, what? No. What a swerve that is. <laughs> I was like, what? They have hired. <laughs> saw that coming. Former Titans DC Shane Bowen, who was the DC under Brable, for their new defensive coordinator. That's Both Joe one. Shane and Brian Dable stressed the importance of taking their time in this process. They have now replaced Wink Martin. I like Shane Bowen. So you're happy with this one? I, I do like Shane. This makes you happy? Right, it does. Are you happy, Sean? You good? I'd be lying if I told you I knew anything about the scheme he runs or anything, right. but my gut tells me this is an experienced defensive coordinator. I feel better about that than elevating a position coach. I got you. Yeah, it won't be all-out blitzing, but it, it'll be different. Yeah, to, to the first piece of breaking news, because I remember when OG Ananobi started missing time last week, I made the assumption, he's day-to-day, he'll be fine. Yeah. And what I've learned from this is you can't really listen to what the Knicks tell you. Mm-hmm. You can't because day-to-day's missed a week now, and they're not even giving you an update on how soon he's going to come back. And I'll give you another one that's not as bad or troubling necessarily. This is a, this, How did he get hurt? I think it was – didn't he describe it's an injury he's had before? Yes. So it's, so it's been, a it's reoccurring injury. So yeah. it's something that's just inflamed or well, aggravated or whatever, whatever word you want to use. There's a new internet theory, though. Oh, is this the that? Frank the Tank theory? Yeah, it's a big one. Well, you know what? Frank the Tank's not even a Knicks fan, so I don't know what the hell's going on. We're going streaking! <laughs> Did he jinx the Knicks by becoming a Knicks fan? OG Ananobi has not played since he extended out his arm and slapped him a high five off of the court. Really? Was it that arm? That arm. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that arm, that was the last time we saw OG on the court. He slapped his hand, and that's it. So this internet theory, is it backed up with, like, that was the last time he played, or was it a different game? No, that was the last time he played. Was Frank and the left Tank. the court in a uniform. The very last thing he did in a Nick uniform was slap Frank the Tank high five with that hand. Wow. <laughs> did he Get give Julius here. a shoulder rub, too? Come on. <laughs> Grimes is out. There's plenty of people hurt. So the Grimes thing, I wanted to get to that because that one was weird, too. So Quentin Grimes appeared to really injure himself last week. It, it looked like it was his ankle and his knee on the yeah. same play. Yeah. And I remember I even te- texted you guys. I said, holy crap, now Grimes is out. And then 10 minutes later, he was back in the game. Yep. And I'm like, okay, he's fine. He finishes the game. And he hasn't played since. Mm-hmm. So he got hurt, came back in the game, and then after the game is over, we haven't seen him since, and it looks like he may be out for the rest of the week. That's what Steve Popper's claiming. So we have no update on OG Ananobi as of right now other than right elbow inflammation. He's still out. It's been over a week. Quinn Grimes is still dealing with this right knee sprain. It looked like it was his ankle, too. And the Julius Randle thing, they already pushed off and said, we'll let you know in two weeks. So the Knicks are definitely shorthanded. 
And you can understand what happened Saturday night against the Lakers when they're this shorthanded, especially when Tom Thibodeau don't have much faith to go deep into his bench. But the problem right now is we don't have a timetable on any of these guys. No. So we could talk all day about wait till this guy's healthy, wait till that guy's healthy, and certainly the Knicks are better. But when are they healthy? Well, I think the bigger issue is how long can they sustain the success that they had for three or so games without them? Mm. You know, if they're not coming back anytime soon, if there's no reinforcement around the corner, because we already know that Tibbs is keeping his bench, I mean, short. What a seven man, eight man rotation. Yeah, because he doesn't trust anyone else on the roster. Right, so he doesn't trust any of these guys. Now, could Evan Fournier come in and be a shooter, a spot up shooter? Sure, of course he could, but the, he's in the, I don't know if he's in the doghouse. He just nah, prefers he's not the, to play. He's in the permanent doghouse. Right, and so it's just kind of like, what are you going to do for the next however long? These guys well, are unavailable. I think to you, keep winning. I mean, because I mean, it matters. You can't just win nine games and be like, "All right, we're just going to chill for a week and a half or so two weeks." What they have going for them, and I brought this up last week, is they are in the midst of a home stretch where they are playing. I think it's next eleven out of fifteen at home, and they've got games on the schedule that are wins. The Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow night better be a win. You talk about shorthanded. Mm. They don't have a roster. I had a missed call last night from the Memphis Grizzlies. Like literally, I was going to play. <laughs> yeah, that banged up. So you got the Grizzlies, you got the Pistons on the schedule. I mean, they got they have winnable games, they have a lot of home games. And I think if you just adjust the expectations to, hey, they're not going to win nine in a row necessarily, but hey, can you play 500 a little bit above 500? They'll be fine. Like, they, they're good enough to do that. But I used the date March 15th. I brought that up last week about Randall and said, I really would want him back before that time because after that time, A, the schedule gets tougher, but then B... What is he going into the playoffs? Right. Like you need time to kind of reassert yourself. I think the schedule starts to stiffen in the middle of March. So if you can get these guys back by second week of March, and you do have the All-Star game coming up, which is a little bit of a break, they'll be okay. They'll be fine. But it's tough right now. And we don't we don't know. That's the other thing. Like None of us know when OG Ananobi's coming back. No. Because they're not telling us anything. So... That's the situation we're in. They do play tomorrow night against the Grizzlies. They're like a G League team at this point. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.